previously on Martini John. Besides the chips, and I'm going on a diet because I got to lose 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. Because I saw, I literally saw this thing on Jeffrey Epstein about, you know, on the morgue, and he was 185 and he's 6'1. And I'm like, I'm 6'1 and I'm 200 pounds. So I was like, I got to I gotta get to my Epstein fighting weight. And my wife's like, please don't say that in the podcast. I said, you know yeah, what? Because <laughs> you said, I'm going to say it. Yeah, but because the thing is, like, I, I believe that there's only two people on earth who have said that now, and the other one is the one who killed Epstein. <laughs> Yeah, he's about he's about 185 when I lifted him up. Apocalypse Now is just a story about a guy going up a river in search of a mysterious guy. (laughs) Why would anybody want to spend time doing that? So much humidity. Boring. So much humidity. Welcome back, Martini Giant fans. This is episode number 36, which is a 2019 film marriage story produced by Netflix and directed by Noah Baumbach. Uh, starring Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. It's a film that uh, was nominated for a bunch of Oscars, and uh, we did not talk about whether uh, it won or not because uh, basically we uh, put this film out, uh, put this podcast out on February 5th. This is when we recorded it before the Oscars. So we have a long backlog of podcasts to get through. It still makes, I mean, you know, everything we say about the, the episode is still relevant, and so it's still still good. But, uh, you know, like I said, we do have a long history of, or, or a lot of episodes still in the bank that we are going to be releasing. And that's a good thing, because uh, considering our current situation in the world, where Eric and Dan and I won't be able to get together on our Tuesday nights over at the studio and record things together... Uh, we may just have a nice backlog to get through to get to the, the point where we can start uh, getting together again. So that would be nice. Anyway, uh, lots of stuff to get through. But hopefully you guys, if you guys are isolating yourselves, which I'm sure a lot of you are, and you have a little bit of time to waste, and you want to think about, don't want to think about our current situation and listen to an old podcast written, you know, recorded long before all of this world has been turned upside down, this may be just a ticket for you. All right, guys. Hopefully, you will enjoy this very lively conversation about marriage story. God, yeah. I'm too firm. Yeah, you might like me. Let me breathe. Mm. Let me breathe. Perhaps a higher arch. arch. Mm-hmm. Is your arch high? We're right? talking about smart shoe trees. Smart shoe trees. Smart that 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 uh, are Alexa ready. Smart shoe. Alexa ready. Alexa ready. Smart shoe trees. Yeah. Sounds like a like a good thing. We are recording, by the way. Okay, now we're recording. <laughs> That's an ready. idea that can go around the world. I think so. Yeah. Right? I mean, we could, we could. I don't know. We could probably start that as a spinoff. I'm from going the to a true uh, shoe tree expo in uh, China, Wuhan, uh, next Wednesday. So <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, they have giant shoe tree markets. I got a great shoe deal on the hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. Two hotel. bucks a night. Yeah. 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 Have you been to the shoe tree hotel? <laughs> It's right next to the wet market, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nice. So, uh, so nice there. <clears throat> hey, everybody. It's Martini Giant. Hello. Uh, we are here. Thank to... you for listening to me, by the way. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. You got stories. Eric was tell- uh, telling some lovely stories. Lovely stories. Um, and we are here this night to discuss Noah Bombax. <clears throat> we are here to discuss the uh, marriage story. That's right. Marriage story. Uh, which uh, I watched. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? Uh, I will let you know, but okay. I will tell you this, that I decided to get a a light sparkling rosé because it seems like 
the light sparkling rosé is the kind of people that are in this movie. That is then Marisore for sure. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I did get a bourbon for myself. Right. That's called Mahalan. Excellent. So it's definitely an L.A. bourbon. Yeah. At some point I may try that one. But uh, but this is this is for the let's go to a you know garden party, have a rosé kind of crowd. Right. Right. Well, wait a yeah, minute. That's, so that's, then that's you... fairly, fairly close to. Uh... So, okay, but that says a lot on what you think about this movie. Yeah, I, I felt I uh, did not have any compassion for these people. Um, I felt like, uh, and this may be the harshest thing that I've ever said on Martini Giant. Oh, yeah, good because you've said some harsh things. I felt like this was, uh, when I'm halfway through a mediocre. Uh, short story in the New Yorker, uh-huh. and I realized there's 15 more pages. Right, and I was like, I fucking can't believe I have to watch the rest of this thing to do the podcast. <laughs> like, so I, I really, one- really didn't like this movie. I thought it was a bad movie. I, I okay. I'm not gonna say that completely uh-huh. because I think there's some really good things in this movie. I, I will agree with you. There, there's, there's some, some very, great stuff in this. There's movie, some really for good sure. things in this movie. I was, I was, I was, but mo- my, I was mostly disappointed and annoyed. The, the, the really the only lesson that I learned from this movie is that divorce is really fucking expensive. Yes, and if you really don't want to get divorced, which I don't really think they did. Right. They it's, shouldn't fucking do it. Right. This is a very shallow movie. It's very shallow. It's extremely But they are shallow. very shallow people. Well, yes. Okay, hold on a second. Right. The, I sh- like the movie. I know. I'm getting some- What do you uh, mean you know? I know you liked it because you're the one who recommended it. It's like, let's talk about I it. I like the movie, but I also feel like- Here. Here's that. Here's you're that. saying it's the, the people are shallow. They are shallow, but I didn't like her as a character. Uh-huh. I liked him a lot, even mm-hmm. though he- Started off as shallow, but I feel like he's the most com- uh, he's the person I felt the most compassion for. I for did. Sure. Well, he's yeah. the hero. Yeah, and uh, and and like that also made me more irritated with me. <laughs> I also, yeah, because I mean, you compare this to Kramer versus Kramer, right? Right, which is basically what this movie is. Or, or it is Kramer versus Kramer, or right. Husbands and Wives, which is it is a husband, thousand times better. Husbands and Wives is a good film. Yeah, um, but yes, yeah, so now now before, it's like a stage play, dude. Oh, I re- yep. it's watching it again. I really there's something about it that I just love all the characters. The yeah, there was like a it's not a Moliere, but it just it just there's something about right. it that I was like I, th- I loved like the Ray Liotta. I love I did I love Liotta. I love Liotta. I like, thought he was because he was my favorite. Everybody thing was people you don't I don't like yeah. the attorneys in it. Yeah. But I still like them. Right. And well in fact I would go so I far as to say I think I understand the like Laura Dern mm-hmm. who I've come to find to be a very good actress. Oh, she's marvelous, man. She's a long-time favorite for me. Yeah, Absolutely. Tremendous actor. Her performance was fine. Yeah, it's nothing particularly notable. It's, she's pretty funny. Apparently, it is notable. She's, she's nominated fucking for nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. And that is upsetting to me. That just goes to show how rigged the whole system like, is. This is, this is by – this is like – this is not her best work. It, it not, it's not bad. It's, she's funny. She's good. She's, she's okay. She's good. She feels she does a good job with the role. It could have been done by anybody. Who cares? Like that, she is such a powerful actor to have her come in and do a lawyer. pretty good job as a lawyer is like, what the fuck is this? Why are you bringing in Laura Dern to play this role? This is silly, you know. And now, and I will say that I did think that like the one the universal um, uh, credit I'll give this movie is I think that uh, both Johansson and Driver 
did a terrific job. Yes. I think they're both great in this movie. They work really, really hard to make it work. And they're, the parts Their that work – Their characters are extremely believable. I totally bought them. They did a great, they did a great job. I didn't Let's give it a quick summary. Right. It's not going to take long. They get divorced. Okay, it's there it two is. people, <laughs> two people that live in New York. Right, they're both actors or right. in the acting directing role. Right, right. He's the, he's mainly the director. He's She's a director. An She's an yeah. actress. They are going through a divorce. She goes. They have a kid together. Right. She she goes back to L.A. Mm-hmm. and basically says, uh, and he comes to visit her. They're separated basically. Right. And then he comes to visit her in L.A. and then she hands him divorce papers. They're going through divorce. It's long and expensive and hard. Mm-hmm. He has to prove that he can take care of this kid to different groups, right. whoever the fuck they are. doesn't matter. Right. And uh, they end up getting a divorce. Yeah. And it just takes that, – and that's literally the movie. That's the whole movie. It's the whole movie. The, now, the, it seems like the point of the movie is to say lawyers are lousy and Los Angeles is equally lousy. And that's more or less it. <laughs> like Los Angeles is terrible and lawyers are They're bad. They're both ridiculous. Yeah. Because L.A. – New York is just as ridiculous with its avant-garde theater stuff. Yeah. There's – like I felt – did you feel – I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Like I felt there was a difference between – like th- this movie was tonally fucking all over the place. Like it was just a mess. Like, right. But like the, fir- the first half is like kind of a sitcom – like the characters are just like yeah, Julie Haggerty coming in and being like goofball mom from like she's doing from like, airplane from yeah man and she's giving like and like I like Julie Haggerty she's but she, great but like oh like, she is great but like her like, voice is so her like, between her and the sister and like this sort of sh- like jokey shenanigans scenes that aren't very funny like then go on for a long time yes like I'm just like and then and then it sort of wanders into oh lawyers are terrible and you do that so, for like 45 but I, like, minutes I, complete, I don't like you see the dollar signs that have come up is like my retainer is $25,000 right. and the cost me you know my fee is $950 an hour right. and, and that's all that's that's hard right sure, you get right, that right, yeah. and uh, but then you're like but you live in a really fucking nice house yeah. in Hollywood right no, I mean, yeah. no, I know what that house is yeah. worth. That's it's a, probably worth like three to five million dollars. Million dollars, yeah, right, no doubt. So, so no, I don't. I'm not buying your distress. Distress, yeah. Like exactly. the, the the level of dist- like the the level of distress is like the the problem with the movie for me is that the it doesn't totally it doesn't know where it's going. Uh, the uh, uh, the the level of drama they're trying to achieve is not just. They're trying to reach for this very, very intense drama. Uh, and the actors are definitely trying are, – are getting there, like by themselves singularly are getting there. Right. But the the stakes are so fucking low because you're looking at them like, what are you guys this fucking mad about? Holy yeah. shit. I mean like <laughs> the reason they're getting divorced is that she wants to go back to L.A. and go back to the the you know – yeah. Broadcast. Right. And he wants to stay in New York and do theater. Right now, 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 now that's, oh, go ahead. I understand, I understand sure, that. That's absolutely. a sort of contention. Yeah. But really, he didn't do anything wrong except have an affair after she kicked him out. Right. Right. And the thing is, like they, uh, like I think that if, like, if the movie were the top level reason that they're fighting. 
is because of this sort of uh, and they're not really fighting. Yeah, they're not really fighting. But the top if if the top level reason why they're fighting was she wants to be in L.A. and he wants to be in New York. That's like that's the 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 writ large problem that's happening. Then the movie has to, in order to achieve the big drama they're going for, has to dig in and find the subtleties of what they're actually angry about. Right. Instead, they don't do that. Like those remain the reasons, and the characters are undiscovered. Yeah. Like, like there's nothing in the text that that brings out but anything I, out. Of I these also people. hate movies of actors playing actors. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Johansson's really good in this. I really she, think she's good. She's, good, good. I what know. did I say? I said last week or two weeks ago that I really loved this film. I know you did. No, yeah, yeah. No, I hear now, you. Okay, now here's the thing there, and I'm going to get back to it. I said I would. You're – I think you really – because I was trying to find the right words. I think you nailed it. It's like it felt like a play, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're right. There's a, there's a lot of very long scenes. Yep. Uncut. Right. Specifically uncut. Yeah. Like her, her long monologue that she does. Long yeah, monologues right. and or there are dialogues. They're, there's fight scenes that they have. They, right. they actually do have some fights. Yep. Uh, the one that they have in his apartment, which is you – know, The crescendo he, fight, right? The big that one's there. a good scene. His performance is fucking out of control. The, both Absolutely of their performances great. are really good. And that's, I don't great. believe there was a cut in that scene. No, it's straight through. Yeah, straight through. Really nice and, Which really made it feel like a play, yeah. like you said, totally. Eric. And unbelievably well performed. Yeah. I, I'm going to say this, guys. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Hit it. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I know why. I, I did like the movie, and I watched it three times. Wow, great. And for me, it reminded me – there was a nostalgic part to my love of it. First of all, um, like the downtown theater stuff was cool. It was like, oh, yeah, they're done. But it reminded me of – you know, Annie Hall, where he hates oh, yeah. L.A. so yeah. much. Yeah. And that kind of back and forth. So it was an uh, homage to some of those 70s films. Oh, with the opening titles are, yeah. are straight up Annie yeah. Hall titles, and, right? But yeah. contemporary. Yeah. And then there was a lot of different um, character actors in there that you recognize. Wallace Shawn's. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then they go to the, the – he sings. Oh, that, that's, a, that's my other favorite scene. His, and his singing is it very was good. so sincere and beautiful. And, yeah, very and good scene. It also gave me a side of Adam Driver that I never knew. And he's yeah. so powerful as an actor. He's terrific. And he's one of my all time favorites. Though. I he's, feel he's like really you said out. it doesn't really make sense and it doesn't really go anywhere. But I felt like those characters didn't know what they were doing. They kept saying, we'll do it this right, way, but then they ended right. up doing it this way. Right. I think I'm going to get Alan Alda, old stage guy. Who sure. Oh, my gosh. Alan Alda was actually probably my favorite. By the yeah, way, I like we're going to have to – No, but he well, – he's, yeah. he's very good. He's very good. He this. had good. something that was like – like you wanted to go to Adam Drive's like, dude, listen to him. Right. Like he, he is he is the guy that, need, that you right. need to be listening to. Right. Right, and then and then he gets Larry Ray Lee. So 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 I feel also like the woman from Vacation. What's her name? Uh, the the mother from yeah. Airplane. Airplane. Uh, she Julie was also ha- National Lampoon's Vacation, right? Wasn't she? Was Julie she? Haggerty. No, what was she in? Not Vacation, but she was in. She was in. She's in Modern. Not rather, she's in The Lost in America. Well, no, Julie Haggerty was also in What About Bob? Yeah, she was. Oh all- yes, she was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's great. I love. I oh love yeah, her. but she she's was one of the mothers in like National Lampoon's Vacation. Or yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. One of those early eighties sure. things. I, yeah, well, no, I get you. Definitely, she was an airplane. Like That's she's, right. she's she's great. Like she. But doesn't she even... was like um, uh, Carol O'Connor and what's her name? From uh, All in the Family. Yeah, 
I can't remember her name. The mother. Yeah, uh, oh, it just ran into my mind, ran out. But yeah, the, uh, yeah, she's, she's she, very good. He's right. like that type of character. Right. I just, there is something where, honestly, too, I'm wondering if Noah Baumbach mm-hmm. was going through a divorce and he wrote this. He did. No, this is about his divorce from Jennifer Jason Lee when he's leaving. He left her and I'm, I have no, I don't, I only. Yeah, it was the, a I Woody did. Allen thing because yeah. there was a lot of personal and there was a lot I of. I wish it was funnier. I wish there was more point. I, I, I but you see, see New I Yorkers, totally see your point of view. New Yorkers get comfort in seeing Wallace Shawn. Oh, yeah. And then the but locations. The, and so the, I, I agree with you. My, my, my reaction, though, is like I, I feel like that's just copying stuff that I love. It's like that's like watching the, the first Star Wars movie that came out. Like we're just like, oh, it's Millennium. It's like Wallace Shawn is the Millennium Falcon of this movie. I was just like, yes, I I love Wallace Shawn, but, but there's I love, a lot like, of the reason why I love him in Manhattan and uh, when he plays the humoculus is fucking he's hysterical because the movie is great, you know, and like, uh, like to have him show up like that and then just be, you know, sort of like it's Wallace Shawn is disappointing. Like, I feel like that's the that's my stress with the movie is like there are th- so many. Th- it's not if like a, if I'm more objective about the movie, it's fine with some good moments and I shouldn't be as hard as I'm being on it, but I have seen this movie done extraordinarily well. And this movie has the powerhouse of two tremendous actors, especially Adam driver is amazing. And instead of doing something that's profound, they completely softball it. And I was like, that is that's borderline irresponsible when you have this cast. Like it's really, it was shocking to me that they're playing out this fucking everybody loves Raymond stuff. You like know, what was the everybody loves? Like it's like when, but when they're when uh, she's going to serve the divorce papers and her sister's going to serve. Oh yeah, and I was just like, this scene's gone on for fifteen fucking minutes and it's not funny, and all it is is just waiting for the hammer to fall, and then I'm just like, yeah, like either make it funnier or make it uh, more stronger drama. Because the only but one that's a Hannah's and her sister's moment. Yeah, and in Hannah and her sisters, that stuff is great. Like, yeah. you, like it's. Like, I know, but that's what he was going with it. But, but I, it's I, a weaker version of it. It's that's a weaker problem. version. That's, that's fine. But I this actually is, is think sli- the performances were so. Like, no, Adam great. Driver yeah, is great. so damn good. Yeah. I, you know, the thing Agreed. is, it's amazing. Is that I agree with everything that Eric's saying, but I still don't like the film. Yeah, like I. And I, it's just maybe I just don't like the characters. The characters are. I yeah, don't like her. I don't like. I don't like the people. Selfish pain in the asses. Like these. These are. I said that's my wife. Like the kid suffers. Oh, yeah. I, I, and the, and the he, kids are just completely like he doesn't even exist in this movie. Okay, I have the, crazy. I, I'm going to go. I have a huge problem with the kid. Yeah, for several reasons. Right. One is he looks like Dan. No, he looks no. like the kid from The Shining. Which he is looks like great. the kid from The Shining. <laughs> he does, but he does, and and that seems by design. Yeah, right. uh, that's one. Two. Um, this film is really about hyper realism about characters. Sure, like real things. Right. And then – so when you have something that's hyper-real about characters, if something in the plot – I mean literally details of the plot is not realistic, it's like the Uncanny Valley problem. Yeah, it feels it real totally weird. takes you out of the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. So there's huge problems with this kid. One, he looks like he's about eight or ten. Right. And then he needs to sit – But he's this, really nine. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he's, but he's, he's, he's having he, like five-year-old problems, right? But, right. And he needs to sit in this – this this car seat, which right. if you're that old, you don't. Right. And the reason he seems like he's eight or ten is because he talks like an eight year old. Right. And he looks like one. Yeah. And he plays Monopoly, which is about what age you would be when you're playing Monopoly. Makes sense, yeah. But he needs to sit in this baby car seat that a five year old needs to, to sit in. Yeah. And he can't read the word time. 
Yeah, like that's doesn't I, make any I, sense. I, I, How I can he play understand. Monopoly? Yeah, I but not read it. the word time. Yeah, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. So this kid is just you don't. There's no doesn't make any sense. Yeah, because like it sounds like 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 Bombeck is a writer. He's just like, oh, what I want here is like, oh, see, you got it. It's time. You got time, and he wants the line to be a meaningful line. I'm like, right. that's great if the kid is four, you right? Know? But you also have the eight year old kid playing Monopoly because you want that line, right? Right. And I'm just like this. If you have two kids, this works, but this doesn't work together. This is not. This is no. Not and the car through. seat is. Doesn't make, doesn't make sense. sense for a kid that age. Yeah, it's really sloppy and weird. And, and like, it's, it's not well done. Yeah, it's, and I, I think that I, I normally that, don't have the problem. Like, there are plenty of movies about rich people that I find very moving, right? But rich people who have... That's such a 1% movie. Like, it's... Well, the thing is, I mean, like... It's, <laughs> is it really? It is not yeah. a... Like, my, pro- my problem with the movie is, like... I thought it was great. And I'm not a 1%. I'm telling you, I really dug that film. It's such a... Uh, like, I saw... Uh, there's a... I saw... Uh, Parasite this weekend also. How yeah. was it? Uh, that's a really, really good movie. This that's movie is going to resonate really well in for the Academy because They're it's all, all about them. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's all about those people. Like, the, okay, <laughs> like so, like there's a line in Parasite. Not about real people's lives. Parasite is a Parasite is a movie about class, right? And it's a comedy mostly, and it's extremely good, really, really good movie. Um, and there's a line uh, where, like, because there's uh, these uh, very, you know very very poor people sort of finagle their way into and lie their way into all working for this rich family right that's basically the setup for parasite and uh and uh the rich people are really sort of sweet and kind of stupid right they're not played to be bad guys you know right right they're not played they're not played to be villains uh in fact like the the it's the poor characters who are the main characters who are doing all the lying and weirdness and they're working their asses off to run this hustle on these kind of dumb rich people right and uh and there's this point in the movie where uh you know one of them says i feel sort of bad because they're just so fucking gullible uh and they're so nice you know and uh the mother character says they're nice because they can afford to be nice <laughs> and i was like and in the and the movie definitely follows through on this concept right uh and this is what i felt like with marriage story i'm just like the problems that you are going through are very like they're relatable like problems if they were really a tight squeeze they would be really way more vicious. right like if like the, the <laughs> scale the scale of the problems they're going through is not matched to the scale of their lives right and the disassociation between those two things makes me irritated with them I am just like you're you're being children. This is weird. But they are children. Yeah, and it's like and and the movie is not point the movie doesn't seem to acknowledge that they're being children. The movie is just like being kind of supportive of Adam Driver. And I'm like I don't like this is not a self-critical film at all. Like the guy who's writing the fucking movie is writing about his own divorce and he's kind of making himself the good guy. Like this is I was like Ugh, this See, is I weird. Have, until I said it right now, I didn't think it was I didn't put him Noah Baumbach. I I just wasn't thinking that maybe he wrote it about himself. I, I was like, this is like, because he's, I mean, I like, know he's, he not, he's not, to Jennifer he's, Jason not he's not cruel to Scarlett Johansson's character. He but he gives to Jennifer Jason Leigh? Yeah. And, uh, and it's basically, they've talked about it. It's, a, it's about their divorce. Um, but it's How like, long was he married to her for? I, I don't really know. Did they I have a kid? Um, I don't know. I don't know what that is. But uh, like, I never knew like that. much of the, you know, Johansson character is apparently based on it. And Jennifer Jason Leigh apparently liked this movie and they're all fine and dandy and all worked out. But like, the, the thing is with this thing is, um, that 
you take a movie like Husbands and Wives. Now, Woody Allen is, is a is a creepy, raging narcissist for sure. Yeah. But Husbands and Wives is like he does not let himself mm. off the hook. He in that movie is a fucking narcissistic scumbag. I know. And that's what makes the movie work. Did and you did you you saw Deconstructing Harry? Deconstructing Harry, yeah. another one. Exactly. Oh my god. Like he is brutal, brutal, brutal to himself. To himself. Right. Mm-hmm. And he should be. And that's right. the right thing to do. Like that's what makes me uh able to enjoy the critique of the movie. Yeah. Because if you were just being a dick to everybody else and he was the good guy, then I would be like, this seems like a self serving event, and that's kind of what I felt about marriage story. Don't you feel bad about me? Yeah, I'm just like, listen, I, like you're making me like Adam Driver because he's Adam Driver. But yeah, like, so basically like like feel sorry for me. Right. And don't be too hard on my ex wife. Yeah, I mean she's I mean her reasoning is fucking specious and she's a little bit of an idiot. But you know, she means well. She's just been roped in by some evil lawyers. I'm just like, what? What the fuck is this saying? Right. Like I mean, like if and if you're going to be that shallow on the surface, then you better do some deep digging about his character. And really break him down to see his actual deep motivations yeah. about how he's really fucked up. Because if you're going to go for this, like, fucking, you know, knock it out of the park performance with, you know, a sort of, uh, you know, Shakey's Pizza level depth. Like, Shaky's it's pizza. such a fucking, I was just like, why are you wasting Adam Driver's time? I feel bad. I mean, I like, I hate being mad at people for movies. It's not a bad movie. And, 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 and I like a lot of Bombax movies. I think he's made, he's made some really good movies. What other movies has he made? Uh, Squid and the Whale? Squid and the Whale, which I think oh, is a yeah. much better movie about divorce and divorced people. Um, uh, he made, um, uh, The Myrowitz Stories, uh, which for Netflix, which I liked a lot. Um, he made, uh, he co-wrote, uh, two movies with Wes Anderson that I liked, um, uh, Life Aquatic and, uh, oh, right. and, um, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the animated one, uh, the, the, one of the first animated one he did. The Fox. The, yeah. The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mr. Fox. And so Fantastic I don't think he's Mr. like, Fox. he seems like a, like when I see him in interviews, he seems like a genuine guy and he writes, he does write well. This movie, I think he was, he, he did not have enough distance from it personally to be honest about what he was writing and so he ends up writing something that's sort of light and entertaining but he's asking so much more of his audience than what he's giving that i was i was confused and irritated you know it's like this is not the kind of thing where you like you if you're going to take on if you're going to push them to these extremes performance wise then i really got to understand why they're there it's interesting to me because i i mean listen like i said i actually uh, agree with everything that Eric said, and I think a lot of people really like this film. Sure. So uh, I'm not necessarily, I don't feel as strongly about like I did with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Right. No, right. You. When you liked it and I didn't like it and I said you're wrong. Right. I actually agree with Eric. I, no, I, I totally hear what Eric's saying. No. You're not offending me by saying you don't like it. No, I know you're not because we've done this enough times. And I actually like the fact that we all have different opinions on right. this film. Right. Although uh, it seems that Dan and I are on the same page this time, surprisingly. Yeah, this is the first. This is the first. <laughs> this is the first. No, no, yes, we've had to quote in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I, the thing is, I don't disagree with Eric at all. I don't like. I think everything yeah. he's saying is, is really right it, on the money. It's what, just the disappointment level for me. What is I huge. think is interesting is that there, the this movie, there must be in certain people, mm-hmm. there must be something that is. Uh, um, uh, uh, that 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 clicks that that's personal that that is that they relate to right that makes it uh, that makes this movie uh, feel more approachable yeah, yeah it really ring for them I, right? Yeah, right so the 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 
while the plot itself may not necessarily go anywhere or feel sure. loose or whatever, there is something relatable that Eric feels. And my guess, Eric, is that it has a lot to do with New York. Yeah. It does have yeah. a lot to do with New York. It for does, you. For it's me. Just, yeah. And honestly, there's it's a type of movie that you don't see around a lot. True. And for me, there was a nostalgic feel to it. I totally hear you. And right. then yeah, the totally other hear. half was, I can't tell you how great he was. Oh, you know, and I don't mean to interrupt. I just want to add this to what you're saying. He, I, Bombeck made a movie so good, I forgot that he did it because it was so much like I loved it. And that's Francis Ha, which he made with his- I love Francis Ha. Francis Ha is a fucking masterpiece. That is so good, dude. Like I that movie forgot is about that. fucking perfect. I saw that a yeah, couple times. That is a times. great film. <laughs> so good. That's a great film. That that's is great film. so good. That, uh, that's I a New York movie, man. That's that feels his best it. film. Yeah, that's easily his best film by a million miles. He was literally at um, school when I was there. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, and I was- At uh, NYU? Yeah. So when I was in the grad program for set design- he was – I was on the third floor. He was up above and there was a, girl, a woman who was in my class who I had known very well and uh, still do. Um, uh, he used her all the time. Yeah. yeah. And she, uh, she was his um, production designer. Interesting. And Interesting. then she got out of the business. And yeah. I was like, man uh, – because it was just a tight connection there. Right. And, you know, really – but, yeah, it, he's – Well, I think that because he made that with – because now he is with Greta Gerwig who stars in – Francis Ha, Greta Gerwig. Also, uh, her movie is uh, Little Women is also nominated for Best Picture uh, along with this. Um, and like, I think that uh, that she brought such fresh new life to his creative vision to work with. Like her partnership with him was it was unbelievable. Like they had, neither one had done work as good as Francis Ha. Like prior to that. Not by not by an incredible stretch, and so I think now that now that we said that out loud, that is the real source of my disappointment with this movie. Like he mostly makes movies that I like, you know, Squid and the Whale I like a lot, Greenberg I liked a lot. Like these are good movies and I like them. Um, but Francis Ha was the one where I was like, that is a fucking perfect film. That's a perfect He's, perfect. I movie. see him kind of like Bogdanovich as a person. Interesting, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a little bit of a Bogdanovich flavor going on. Yeah, and not only just the way he he makes movies, right, but right. just as a person. Right. Like you know, Bogdanovich was a writer yep, prior and there's kind of that quality. Yeah. Like an insider insider as well, right. like totally connected. Yeah, completely. Yeah. You know, in the community of filmmaking right. and and you know, so there's that. You you either have it or you don't. And yeah. there's a star quality about him with that. Yeah. No, I think, you know, he's I think connected you're right. to a lot of people and Bogdanovich was like that. Yeah, I mean like and Bogdanovich I mean like he had a very limited film career, but his movies like his great movies are Paper great. Moon. Paper Moon, obviously. What's up, Doc? Quite hilarious. Yes. Um and uh, Last Picture Show, one of my favorites. He also did period. Mask. Uh oh yeah, that's right. Very good movie. With what's her name? Uh, Cher yeah. and um and uh, uh, uh What's her name? The Eric lawyer. Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. And Eric the Stoltz. lawyer. Oh, and Laura Dern. That's right. Laura Dern. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, Laura Dern. That's when Laura Dern was doing that. And Sweet Talk, I think she was in back then. Man, I oh, mean, she was fantastic. She was she was my my favorite breakout star. And she no one knew she was really until uh, Jurassic Park. And then I, I was like, I can't believe that this uh, this woman I love is in Laura Dern. Laura Dern. And because I was well at heart, dude. Oh yeah, like I was into Laura Dern like when I was in high school. Like okay. when she was doing these, when when she was young, but she was doing these amazing uh, indie films, and then I was so excited when she was going to be in Jurassic Park, and then I didn't like Jurassic Park. 
<laughs> so, so yes, uh, if you haven't heard the podcast where we talk about Jurassic Park, if you want to know how bad my taste is, I don't like Jurassic Park, yet I really like Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that. Yes. There's reasons. There's, there's, there's history behind it. Yes. It's about expectations. I think there's yes. a way to you look at a film and there's something where if you just focused on the main character – I think you would, uh, you know, it's be interesting how you, if you can watch a film where only the audio of Adam Driver comes through. Yeah, yeah. Like Bad Boy Bubby. Bad Boy Bubby with Adam Driver? I'd watch that. No, no, you watch, <laughs> the, well, first you of watch all, this movie, but only the audio of for his role. His, right. speaking his, his voice is yeah. uh, uh, like, uh, 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 it's powerful yeah. and can distracting almost. Mm-hmm. Because no one – how English? do you know who has a voice like that? Nah, he's, he's totally he's a unique person. Is he English? He's American. He's American, yeah. Where's he from? He was in the Marines. There's a whole story yeah, behind right. him. You should, there's a TED Talk with him. You should listen to that. He TED was in talk. the Marines? Yeah. 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 He, um, yeah, he like – He was. He joined the Marines after like 9-11, I think. It was and then he like that. tried to go and then something happened. There's right. a whole TED Talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fascinating guy, and like I think for my money is like he's a very big guy. He's yeah, he's like six foot three or four or something like that. Some gigantic, yeah. right? She something very surprising. Mm-hmm. She is surprisingly short. Yes, oh, she is. is she small? Well, you could see it in the film when, when well, yeah, that's right. There, do you remember there's like, there a like, there's a shot after she was holding that that blue screen baby, which right. was hilarious. That's a very right? good scene, funny scene. And then she's walking with the crew. And she's like, she's short. It's way shorter. And right. it's like, she just seems like a very tall person yeah. to me. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, like, I, I think, they, gosh, every time, mm, I think there's lots that of. That was a very Woody Allen thing you just did, like, or uh, Diane Keaton. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anyhow. And so he's dead. Uh, but yeah, the I like there yeah. is <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we we only missed the subtitles there the titles there in Swedish. <laughs> well, I uh, oh, we we're gonna have to do that on a different podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, the thing with this movie is there's no way that I'm not gonna like this more on second view because there are lots and lots of things to like about this movie. Sure, you know? don't don't. Cover your tracks here in the snow. I, I, even as we're talking about it, I'm like, I did like that scene. I thought that was funny. I thought that was I, cute. I was really trying. Okay, the thing that's interesting to me, right? So Karen and I watched this, mm-hmm. and we were like, mm-hmm. right? Because people have been like, we're, 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 like this? We're, we're coming up on 20 years of marriage. True, right? right? Really? Yeah. Unbelievable. So we're coming up on 20 years of marriage, mm-hmm. and and uh, uh, and I and so. You know, we've had our ups and downs, as you do with 20 years of marriage. That's what happens. Right? And that's that's good. So we're like, okay, so this is a real honest thing about a couple that love each other but then get divorced. So, like, this doesn't seem like a movie you'd want to watch prior to your 20th anniversary. <laughs> right. Right? right? Right, right. So right. we're, like, ready to be emotionally, like, distraught like, in this movie. let's do this. Yeah, right. And we're like, and then we're like, that's it? That's it? It was like, <laughs> a, it was like an episode of, like, you know, a, a, a TV show. It's yeah, like it was a really well. Might as well have been show. a progressive commercial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, did. Emotionally invested because like so, the, the, so it was not. It was like I I, I didn't cry. Right. I didn't feel compelled. No, nope. I I appreciate all the performance. There's some good cute scenes and some funny jokes, and I like the actors. Yeah. You know, like I, I and and what, the what MB, jokes. I don't even remember any jokes. That were uh, like the the blue screen baby is pretty funny. 
pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like it's a good, it's a good scene. It's pretty funny. Um, I and was that I, I the guy who was playing the guy that she uh, hooks up with who, is what? that when she hooks up with the the dude the 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 grip. Uh, remember the the, yeah. the funny grip or whatever it is the yeah. And, oh, oh, right, yeah, just, just was that was that Spike <laughs> was that Spike Jones? Was it? I, mean, oh. I have to look that up. Oh, by the way, you want to know something? What's that? If you go to the first bar scene after a show, mm-hmm. um, and you see a waiter go by, I swear it was Mike Farrell of Mash. Oh, really? Oh, God, I love that dude. Yeah. Right? Because Alan Alda was in it. I yeah, swear. I was like, is that Mike? So look at it again. All right. So I won't pick movies again. I no, dug I, it. Eric, Dude, no. I'm, I'm, Eric, I'm, I'm totally for it. Jesus I'm totally yeah, for it. You, like, you, first of all, we, we, we wanted to, or I wanted to specifically, uh, look at movies uh, that were uh, you know, streaming stuff because I think that's accessible for people to just get up and watch anytime they want. Right. Which I think is an important thing. Plus, we're at Oscar season. Right. Yes, it's true, and this is an Oscar nominated. This is picture. an Oscar nominated. It's been many parts, right? Yeah. She's nominated. He's yeah. nominated. Laura Dern is nominated. Yes. Yeah, let's say. Uh, I don't know about writing and all the other thing, other things in there. Yeah. No. That, uh, let's say. Uh, I'm fascinated that he was a marine. That is the craziest story. Yeah. I've ever like heard. I think he's like he's a, he's such a he's such a powerful performer and such a unique performer. Like we talked about before, like he's the Pacino. Of this generation, right? He's so good. And he's he's just he's just fantastic. He just commands everything that he's in, and lad, and lends quality to everything that he's in. He's a little. He's too big. He's a big, ungainly weirdo. Like that's what's beautiful about him. Like it's like he looks like. That's the problem. I think is that he's not relatable because he doesn't seem like anyone I know. He's like he's yeah, like I, mean, a, I don't know anyone like that person. He yeah, he sort of stumbles around like a, right? a horse, you know. He's like this weird, confused. Yeah, looks like a Clydesdale. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? he and, but like and he's got a voice like a Clydesdale. Yeah, like, but he but he has such a, a, a deeply uh, affable personality. Even when he's playing jerks, like he's still kind of like this guy. Like he's like you're just like what are you? Who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah. You know, and I really, I really enjoy him in everything. I liked him in the new star Wars. And I think he really carried the new star Wars. Um, which, and which one? The, um, uh, he's, rise he's of Skywalker. Kylo, he's, Kylo Ren. Yeah. I saw him like three or four years ago. Yeah. That's the one. He's been yeah. in a bunch of other things. He, else he's been in? Oh, he's, yeah, he's been oh, in a ton of stuff. Oh, well, in the report. Yeah. And, oh which, my yeah. God. Yeah. Well, you guys great. haven't seen that yet. I have actually watched half of that now and he's great. It's great. He's amazing. It's, yeah, it's very, very good. What is it? Oh, uh, it's the about report? the uh, uh, oh, about yeah, torture, yeah. Report. torture report. It's on Amazon Prime. Well, um, but yeah, this uh, like this this movie has all these very likable elements, right? Right. And uh, and uh, I've I think it's kind of a measurement of. Go ahead. Is the report nominated for anything? I don't think so. See, that's that's what's that's fucking baloney. wrong. That's right. Baloney. Just shows you. Oh, well, hold the on. Report we don't is, know yet. It, no, we do. We knew no. It's yeah. Now we'll do it. We'll look it up. So the report had way better performances, way more engaging, way more important stuff, better acting, better writing than this, and yet. So it's yeah, all about the amount of money that Netflix threw at this. This thing. okay. This is where I was getting to. I was just like, I I realized something when I was like in the middle of the movie. I was like, I'm kind of pissed off. Yeah, right? that's maybe that's what it was because I'm in the middle of a word season. If I just seen it, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's just I'd be some like, movie, if whatever. I caught it, I'd be fine, you know, fine with it. But the like, the thing is, like, I have come, and this is man. I wish we play this bit of tape to my previous self on uh, your other podcast. What's the name of your podcast? CG Garage. CG Garage. Uh, when uh, if you play the tape that uh, that I'm about to say, which is, I was mad because I'm used to 
Netflix delivering great movies. Oh right, and uh, I was just like, I was just like, this is kind of like a you know half-assed uh, you know New Line movie. <laughs> you wow, know, it's like like this is this is an undercooked uh, bit of work, and they're just sliding by on this because the cast is amazing, and uh, and they, like no, but, that's they, half but the they job, did dude. they did listen. They hired like some some really they 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 put they got a lot of good stuff in it. Mm-hmm, absolutely, but true. the story is underwhelming yes and in a very disappointing way this is like I, i'm going to change my review to i did not enjoy this experience the movie is fine like right. that's basically how i feel about it but the, i was irritated the 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 acting is very good yes i also was a, another interesting choice that they did because these are both very attractive people mm-hmm. right uh they uh specifically shot them in ways that made them feel not attractive or yeah or, her skin or, was yeah she's yeah she's looking haggard you know she's, she's looking, looking haggard up. like right. she's going through a divorce yeah and he does too right they also shot her low angle yeah where her nostrils are like not appealing yeah that's true and and, and they, she like we're talking about scarlett johansson one of, considered one of the most attractive actresses co- costume and hair she looks almost exactly like um uh what's her name uh Janet Lee in, Psy- in Psycho. Woodward. In Psycho, she looks like Janet Lee in Psycho. Yeah, uh. and like same hair, same haircut, same sort of like like very pinched, angry face. Right, you know, which is what you know most of her. There was that quality of sixties, like and Joanne Woodward. I thought there was mm-hmm. something about her that she just seemed like uh, Lauren Bacall. Right, man. I I I really I have uh, I I really liked Scarlett Johansson ever since I saw her in Horse Whisperer. And I've been Ghost wa- World, uh, Ghost World, yeah, uh, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost World. World. She's great. Um, that was one of her first films. Yeah. Oh, Horse Whisperer is her very first film. That's oh, right, right, she right, plays right, right. the friend who that, loses the that leg. That is Robert right. Redford. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she and, was like thirteen. Yeah, and she's that. terrific in that movie. And uh, Ghost World was amazing. And Ghost World, she's a knockout. She's fantastic. Um, who was the uh, the other girl in Ghost World? That is because she's also Thora Birch. She Am I mixing really it up? Yeah, she's very good. I mean, it didn't hit as obviously like Scarlett Johansson did. No, but they were great together. And, uh, and then what's his name? Was the 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 main? Who's the main guy in it? The blues guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, who? Uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Doing a bad uh, job thinking of things. He wasn't he in? Uh, he was in a. Uh, 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 wasn't he one of the guys in? We have to have a Quint Tarantino film, Mr. Pink. Wasn't he Mr. Pink? Oh, that's right. That is. It's Steve Buscemi. I forgot. Steve Buscemi. I had totally forgotten that. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Right. That's there right. You go. Okay. He uh, is Mr. Pink. But yeah, and she, and she shows up in uh, the Coen Brothers movie, um, The Man Who Wasn't There. Oh, right. Like, she, and then, of course, like she continues even after Avengers. She start, she does stuff like um, uh, Under the Skin, which is one of my favorite science fiction films of all time. I haven't seen Under the Skin. Oh, is that good? Oh, it's terrific. It's really weird. It's a super arty sci-fi movie but it's I very very movie. very good Under it's a great skin, film yeah great what film. is that it is uh it's a science fiction film but it's very very uh like if it's like it's uh it's extreme art house science fiction okay. she plays uh it's basically the plot of species though so it's like she's a species she's a space alien and she's on earth to eat men like that's been more or less what's happening oh, I've seen All right. okay and it's uh, in england right it's a it's in scotland i saw that who directed that uh that is um uh his name just slipped my mind but he also directed um 
uh, Sexy Beast. And he also directed yes, uh, I saw that. Birth. Sexy. I saw that. I love Sexy yeah, Beast. He's tremendous. It's, Direct, great uh, director. Glazier. Yeah, Jonathan Glazier. I saw that in the theater. Oh, it's terrific. Terrific movie. That's my favorite Glazier film. And that's saying a lot because I love that guy's movies. But like this I movie. I like see Gandhi pissing on the floor though. That's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Hey, what, what's that character's name in that movie? God, he is killer in that uh, thing. Oh, yeah. He's so good. Oh, God. But, yeah, the um, uh, Sexy Beast, sexy be- no, rather, uh, Under the Skin, the way they shot Under the Skin is Scarlett Johansson, they yep. sort of dowdy her up and give her, like, a bad wig and shitty clothes, and they told her, for real, yeah. to drive this creepy white van around Scotland and just pick up guys on the street and just, like, people, pe- like, you know, people are walking home, or you know. Uh, so it's and so these are real people. These are real guys. Yeah. Now I'm sure the van was filled with a lot of people with you know like lead pipes to you know keep Protect people in line. Her. But um, she's like, you know, she puts on an English accent. She's like, she's like, uh, do you know the way to the um, blah blah blah? And they're like, oh, sure, are y'all coming in? And they get fucking all of them just get in the van. Like I'm like, what are you morons? I don't care what she looks like. I don't care if she looks like Scarlett Johansson. You don't get in a creepy van with anybody like that's not what you do but the, all these guys do it and uh and she talks with them all the like tiny cameras filming their conversation she picks them up right you can see they're excited about getting picked up by this by this woman random woman right and then they're like okay actually we're making a movie this is scarlett johansson and we want your sign off here and right. if you want to continue to be in the movie we'll continue to shoot with you yeah uh, but uh so she then takes then in the movie like it goes on, she takes these guys back to this creepy house, and inside the house, it's an empty, infinite black room with a reflective it's cool. floor, reflect, reflective black floor, yeah. which was stolen for a Stranger Things. Yeah, and uh, and oh, right, right. and she just walks away from them and strips as she walks away. And as they're walking forward and they're stripping down nothing, they start sinking into the floor until they're totally overwhelmed by yeah. whatever the black liquid is. Uh, and it's so beautiful and so freaky and so well done. Like, yeah. it's a masterpiece. Absolute wow. masterpiece. Interesting. Great, great film. I, I am a big Scarlett Johansson fan just for choosing shit like that. Also, Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. Magnificent. Magnificent. Yeah. So, like, all the stuff. Like, all these things. And, and as Eric was talking, like, I'm like, all of my, all my big angry feelings about this movie are all basically come down to disappointment because like there's i there's so much lined up in this that i like there's so many things about it that i want to be great there's actors in it that i love and there's a like eric said like there's a kind of new york film that doesn't get made anymore you know like there's a flavor to this stuff that like is how i grew up watching when i was watching indie movies when i was a kid when i was that like was it. that was the zone and like i was ready to have that experience again especially after francis ha and like this movie is like it's like it's like seeing a buddy who you haven't seen in a while and they they've sold out a little bit. <laughs> and you're like, "Uh, I don't know, I want to talk to him anymore. This is weird." And yeah, that's like, like me. If you you're not, none of you guys are sellouts. You are hardcore, all y'all. Yeah. Um, but that that is my ultimate feeling. I'm sure that I will like this on the second go around, but like four real marriage movies, I need to say, watch Husbands and Wives. Watch uh uh, marriage, uh, like um, scenes from marriage. So, you so maybe, okay, maybe it's because I'm too close to Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's because this feels like a movie about actors written by actors yeah. for actors right. to watch. Mm-hmm. That is a, around the Oscars 
that right. is going to be voted on by actors. Yes, for exactly. Actors. It's, a, it's an actor it is, showcase. It is the most. It's a demo reel. It's a well, great demo reel. Well, no, it's it's very self-serving and very uh, egocentric yes. in a sense, right? It's all about it's all about being an actor in L.A. Right. It's supposed to be about being actors in New York, but it's really about being actors in L.A. Right. Right. And 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 how. Shallow in a sense, it's about how shallow that is because right. that's what the, the whole baby scene is. Right, it's about like uh, it's all fake. Right? Right. right, it's all fake. Yeah, right. You're holding this fake baby. Right, with, right. You know this. It's really weird. And none of those people know how to hold a baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Like, like, like when she's holding it like a like it's a loaf of bread. Yeah, and, and it's like I can't hold a baby like this. Just hold. And they're like, oh, it looks fine. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, I, so, so the point, the point being that, like, as that started to resonate, and I started to feel that, and I think that's what, like I said, everything in this movie is actually well executed, mm-hmm. except this started to upset me, yeah. and so that's what took me out of it. And then the performance of the kid, or the the plot around the kid, the was, plot around the kid was, was weird, it was ma- not making any sense. And the kid is not a present character in the movie yeah, at all; like, he's, he's just okay. a boring character. Yeah. It's okay. Like yeah. the kid from Kramer versus Kramer, way better performance. Oh yeah. Like right? you feel like what they're fighting over in this movie. Yeah. And like this is like they could give a shit about the kid. Like right. they keep on saying they don't that, care like, about the kid. Yeah. Like they keep on saying, oh, it's all about the kid. And I'm just like, this is really? just about your careers. No. Yeah. Yeah. They're, <laughs> like, they're, that's they're, pretty much well, it. And, th- and that is authentic because that's really how shallow people are in LA. Sometimes. It, yes, this is true. So it doesn't so, make them. So like, there <laughs> is there is authenticity to right. that, right. Uh, which is also frustrating, right? And upsetting, right? Uh, but then. You know, you get, you get to this, this this thing going on, but I think what really upset me more is because now we're in uh, you know award season, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there is so much talk about so from some some people I know that are close to the industry and in the in the in the press and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, Netflix put the so much more money into the Oscars. Oh yeah, for sure. Than any other yeah, studio. Yep. And that a movie like this gets so many nominations, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, this is a fucking rigged system. So you you always know that the Oscars, it's the Oscars are rigged, obviously, yeah. are rigged right. with money. Right. Like it might as well be the fucking you know Republican delegate committee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? like it might as well be whatever. It's a big show. Or the Democratic one, either right, one. Exactly. It's like, it's all about the money, yeah, right, right? It's right. all about who pays the yeah. most money. Who buys their way in. Who buys their yeah, way exactly. into the system right. to make that person right. oh, this is nominated or right. whatever. Yeah, like, certainly, I think we've all seen from the inside, just just in dealing with like the VF, like around the VFX, oh, yeah. the, um, the, 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 the shenanigans that go on to position people for that stuff is pretty hysterical. I can't right. imagine what it happens when you're like you know, you agree with Phoenix. all the VFX um, nominations. I don't. I don't actually. I haven't been paying attention to who was nominated. I, I feel bad. I, I didn't yeah. know who was nominated this year. I mean, they're okay. I, yeah. I, I don't. You know, honestly, the thing that's I actually don't go to that many new movies. Yeah. yeah me neither. It's it's pretty. It's pretty. I weird. mean, I'd rather see. There's so many other more important movies that are made. That I'd rather watch. You have to catch up on for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everyone's like, "Have you seen uh, uh, in 1917?" Right. And I, I know I should. I know I'll like. You will it. like that movie. I it's know a very I will like it. I saw it twice. Yeah. I, love it's a really I good know movie. you, and, and 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 I got both of your blessings on right. this, and I know that I will come in somewhere, either loving it or hating it. But uh, no, I'm sure I'll love it. But um, the, the it's not. I'm not excited about new movies. There's not. There's not a big draw. 
happening for you. I am excited. How many of the nominated movies have you seen uh, for Best Picture? All right. I, I am. I have. Uh, how, well, okay, how many are there? What are, what there are, are nine. Let's see if I can I name them all. Ten. No, there's nine this year. Okay. So let's see if I can name them all. Okay, there's Irishman. Seen it. Uh, Marriage Story. Seen it. Jojo. Marriage Story is Best Picture. Best Picture. No. Are you fucking kidding me? Really? Yeah. See, so th- uh, this is why I'm. This is why. Like, oh. I this apo- is listen, so. I want to apologize to everybody. Like, I came in hot on this movie. This movie's okay, but this is one of the elements I was you just see, like. This see, is I what's really the most. <laughs> I mean, I really like this movie. I like Adam Driver, but right. I don't think it's. That this is caliber. not a best. This no. is not a best. This picture. is not a best. Oh, I missed that. It's not that's, that, that's, but it's Adam there are, Driver. There are, other there are movies. way better films than right. this. And you and like you had you had. Uh, Either that instead or of doing the 2019 normal, was a really bad. Movie. No, 2019 was a fucking great year for movies, right? Yeah, and so that's and, bullshit. And, and so they they even instead of giving 1917 deserves it if it gets. Oh yeah, it. that's that's a that's a totally reasonable that's totally reasonable. Okay, so like the not the, reasonable that was a beautiful yeah, it's a really movie. good film. I mean, it deserves to be there. Is what I mean. That uh, it's re, it's totally reasonable for people to like anyone who says the 1917 shouldn't be in that nine okay. movies. Then that's so you got Irishman and Irishman. I don't know about Irishman. I'll be honest with you. No, I don't think so either. Okay, so Irishman married. Story 1917, yeah. um, uh, Jojo Rabbit, which I have not seen. I, I haven't seen it either. A right. lot of people are like, love, 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 love. I'm, it, it looks like a movie I'm going to like. So I think it I'm totally like looks it. like a movie I'm going to like. Um, uh, uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I got to see that. I which I good. which I hear is very good, and it's my it's my kind of movie. I don't know if it's going to be best picture movie, but I like it's certainly it's a movie I'm going to enjoy. Like it's got a great cast. I the like trailer the felt slightly better than a Fast and are Furious you a, film. Was, sure. was Joe yeah, Kaczynski supposed to do that movie? I don't oh, know. Oh, you know what? Shit, I think you're right. Because I think I remember we were going to do a test. Oh, for Fast and I'm not Fast and Furious, rather. About, about Ford, Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Ferrari. Interesting. Because it was specifically about. Uh, oh, no. Yes. Do you want to know how I know? Yeah, I do. How do you know? Because. Uh, I spend an enormous amount of money to send my daughter to private school mm-hmm. uh, in Los Angeles every year. I have one daughter. That, yeah. And there is a father at the school who is the producer. And oh, so interesting. he was like rah, rah, rah. not okay. Anyway, the the person was kind of <laughs> just like the impression doing this kind of shit and he's like I'm working on this was years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. And I think he was, was like I'm Eric, doing a movie it's been in with, development for a with while. Joe Kaczynski about auto racing. Right. And then when this movie came out I'm like I wonder if that's the movie with the dude. Right. I think you're right because I remember it's been at least 2013 20, I don't know how much I can say. Right. Because well, I remember yeah. there was talk about doing a test. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is because when I first it was saw the trailer, long, that was a long time ago. I said, ago. "This yeah. is the guy at the soccer well, match who there was, was telling me." There were two. There were competing. Yes. Uh, there were competing Ford uh, Ferrari movies. Anyway, I think Michael Mann was doing one as well. Yeah, it could be. So there was something up. about Le Mans. It was a Le Mans, Le Mans thing, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah. well, first of all, Ford versus Ferrari is about Le Mans, right? I don't know. I really don't know very much about it. I, I, I no, it was Le Mans. No, it was it was this. I but I think Ford versus Ferrari is Le Mans. Right? Maybe. Maybe. Like Le Mans in the well, Le Mans, Le Mans at, Le Mans? at, at like Daytona. The, the so there's a there's a Daytona Le Mans thing. 
But I, I am. I, am I don't know much way about outside, Yeah, I do not know anything about this. This is way Chris, outside. Chris, could you have a white paper on our desk in the morning on this? <laughs> I love. I'll have a piece of I white love, paper on your desk for I, sure. <laughs> I love. Uh, I love Damon. I love Bale and uh, and James Mangold. I love the first names. Like, uh, I love those guys. Yeah, they I make incredible marinaris. Yeah. <laughs> Damon <laughs> and Bale. <laughs> it's the best. Let me tell you a story. We're in Aspen. Right? Yeah, Damon, at Damon and Bale's, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the guy who directed it uh, directed uh, Logan, uh, which is the Still the best superhero movie I've ever seen. Nope. And, uh, not, and, not the uh, original Superman. And he also did, uh, 310 to Yuma, which is one of my favorite westerns I love in the past. 310 to Yuma. Yeah, 310 to Yuma is great. And, uh, and the best Sylvester Stallone movie ever, which Stop is. Stop on my mama was shit. Absolutely, right? The sequel. The, um, no, uh, 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 the one where he's a cop in New Jersey with, uh, De Niro. Uh, Something town, oh, cop yeah. town, cop, uh, cop town. land, cop land. Cop lands, yeah, uh, so he's been around for a while. He's a very, very good director. So I'm Mangold. looking for Mang- James Mangold. Yeah, uh, I think maybe did Walk the Line as well. He did Walk yeah. the Line. Uh, but yeah, very good director, very sturdy director. And this looks like a movie that I would enjoy. I just haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, let's see. So um, we're looking at best pictures. Hang on, we're going. So we've over. got we've got uh, Jojo Rabbit. We've got Marriage Story. We've got 1917. Irishman, 1917. Uh, what else? What I got? Uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Ford versus Ferrari. So yeah, that's four. four more. Four more. Um, uh, Little Women. I'm pretty sure Little Women is up there. So that's yeah. three more. Mm-hmm. I've not, I've heard it's very good, and uh, like okay. Gerwig's uh, last movie is great. Um, oh man, I can't believe I'm. I know I'm missing on a big one. Uh, just say Oscars. I'm just gonna look it up, everybody, so you don't have to wait. Oscars nominations 2020. Here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Slow internet gives us. Here we go. Oh my god! No, it's giving me the wrong list. Just give me the Oscar nominees. Twenty twenty. Best. Best picture. There we are. Okay, now it should be correct. I, how's everyone doing at home? Good. Okay, uh, nineteen seventeen. Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, Joker. There we forgot Joker. that one. Joker. Yeah, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. Once I'm embarrassed that I, I forgot yes. that one. Uh, so and we, Parasite. Uh, along with the Irishman, Little Women, so Parasite is interesting. Yes, yeah, that's the outsider. Yeah, I th- I think my my bet going in Parasite is that wins. Yeah, really? I think I think it's that or yep. 1917. I think that uh, I think if Jojo Rabbit wins, a lot of people would be very happy. I, if I, the Irishman or no. Marriage Story or I can't yeah yeah like the the big crowds like the big. Crowds of they support. just got in there because they paid a bunch of fucking money. Like I'm actually not starting true. to get they bribed people. Yeah. There's a, there's <laughs> there's a there's strong support for the Irishman. There's strong support for Jojo Rabbit. There's strong support for 1917, and there's strong support for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and there's strong support for Joker. And there's a lot All of people those, that like think the, that, a lot of people think that that Irishman is going to win Best Visual Effects, and if it does, I'm fucking flipping tables <laughs> <laughs> because. Listen, I See know earlier the technology podcast for this one. Uh, that, that they worked on was very interesting, but that is not very good. And it's been bashed hardcore. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, yeah. we talked about it last time, but I feel like that it is, it's an important it goes, step to have been made. And it's just going Thank to you. show. I think it's that. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I, I think that they should feel proud in what they have done. Uh, it, no. is not a, it is not successful in my, uh, no. in, my, in my view, but it is good hard work and a stab that was well, important. Well, that's like saying, you know what? They should have 
give the best visual effects Oscar to you know Final Fantasy. Oh, I agree. I mean, in terms of winning, like, like, in terms of winning, no, I think it's silly. I don't think it should. Win. I mean, it's an important I step into creating itself. digital humans, but yes. it was not a good yes. visual effect. I, 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 so I don't. I think, I think that if it were to win, that's a mistake. I think that uh, I think they should be proud of the job that they attempted. I am not denying and, that. And that's and that's that's I'm not denying. That. But so, okay, okay, actually, okay. So no, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. So so tell me, you asked a question, Eric. Uh, visual effects. Who? Which? Where, what are the visual effects Oscars? Since you have a list up, I'm sure you can pull that up. I will pull it up right now. Best VFX. And okay, so best VFX. 1917 was beautiful. It was gorgeous work. Gorgeous work. Yeah. Seamless, seamless, beautiful yep. work. Okay, here we are. I believe it is. There are only five nominees. Yeah, um, there should be five. You said so, three. Now it's five. Uh, the Irishman. Uh, the yeah. Lion King. Um, yeah. 1917, yeah. Uh, and very predictably, Avengers: Endgame and Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, wait—that's four. That is five. Irishman, uh, Lion King, 1917. Oh, right. Avengers so, and Star okay, Wars. Okay, so guaranteed not to win mm-hmm. is Avengers, right? Because and Star Wars. Yeah, because they're straightforward. Yes. Yeah, they're visual effects. Like, the, the Academy doesn't give a shit. Spaceships. Like, right. Who cares? So 1917 is the most likely rewarded one I to think do it's it. going to get it. But yeah. I really think it's going to go to the Irishman, and that's going to be yeah. very upsetting. I think I think that's an Academy vote right there. I think it's an Old Man Academy vote. Yep. Yeah. I think that they're, they're going to give it to the Irishman. Do they ever have Old Man Academy votes? I think <laughs> they have an Old Man Academy dinner, and they sit around and like, what should we give it to this year, boys? Like, yeah. Well, it's just extended my career, so let's give it let's, to that let's movie. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, I don't think Lion King is going to win. Yeah, no, I, I think the Lion King is Did sort of like a Did you see Lion King? I, I saw part of it and got bored. I saw it in the movie theater. Any good? Uh, I, I, it's really beautifully done. Yeah, the ground textures were incredible. Well, it the, looks the, nice. The, like yeah. a lot of it was really good, but I, the, the the story was boring to me, honestly. Right. Uh, execution was great. I'm very impressed with the way they're doing it. virtual production concepts, ideas. Again, right. Similar Magnus, to Irishman, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really. I really right. like what they're doing with virtual production stuff. Uh, I have it, find it very interesting. I just like. Yeah, okay, but you did some really cool – like if it was a more interesting story, I would have been more interested. Here's right. a question because we're all visual effects yep. and virtual production. What does that do now to visual effects in a sense of like um, centralizing it now? Like is it is it going to be in this in Hollywood? Is it going to be in other parts of the, of, of the world? Like people are starting to jump on the, the virtual set bandwagon – like, is that going to be more so? Like, meaning, back like in England the United States, has got yeah. the best, right. really great visual effects places. So, is it just like okay. all the big studios are just going to be in England? Do because- you really want to hear my opinion? Because I've been working on this for a while, obviously, for obvious reasons well, that you guys know about. Mm-hmm. So, so here's the thing: I actually think that the traditional VFX is actually starting to become archaic. Yes, interesting, and, and that that system of doing visual effects the way that ILM and DD and pipelines, the the concept of it, like this long drawn out pipeline that yeah. you have to start with modeling and texturing, right. and blah 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 blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. that is going to start to to fall apart because it's, it's it's too long and too expensive. Yeah, and and uh, iterations take forever. Uh, and I, so I, if you need to change something, you have to go all the way down the pipeline. And you got to wait. 
days or weeks to get an update. It, it seems to increase the genericization of the look also. Right. And so you always like everything looks like a ZBrush model. Every right. creature you see in every movie looks creature. like a ZBrush model. It looks like a well, video game I, video game bad guy. I have a th- yeah. Go ahead, what's your theory? My the- first of all, my theory is is because the design of that stuff has been about people who can run the software and right. then people who were car designers and then all of a sudden they became designers. Yes. And so that look is very much unified. There's no right. kind of um, um, other angle in because it's hard to get in. Right. You know, and so uh, somebody with a different perspective, that, that doesn't really get sold. Also, my feeling is, and I've been, you know, I'm still a visual effects artist, but you know, I've been taking past year working on my thing, personal mm-hmm. project. Right. Um, you know, shoe tree stuff, but the thing <laughs> oh, you're is, doing the electric shoe tree, like electronic in China. Shoe Fuck, trees. I knew they're like the Alexa shoe trees. Because you're sending me all those photographs yeah. from China. You're just like, I'm in Beijing. Look, at these shoe trees. This I just got back from China yesterday, Wuhan, and I was visiting, doing a factory tour. Oh, uh, so kind of nice. empty. Everyone was on vacation apparently, but um, <laughs> that's in the, that's in that city. <coughs> excuse me, exclusively. <laughs> <shoe trees. laughs> Sorry, I got a little cold. Um, so um, sure, it's gonna be fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> No, my thing is like I, I swear it's going to go back to the programmers. Right. Like visual effects, we were in it, like big pipelines and everything. Now it's back to programmers. I was on listening to – in the background when I'm working and writing and working, mm-hmm. I, I'm a substance uh, painter guy. I love doing substance work and mm-hmm. 3D coat and yeah, design work. Sure. And substance source ha- – a substance um, designer had a – a live podcast and this guy did some really cool ceilings that look exactly like the ceilings from the show I'm doing right. and I was like I gotta contact this guy and they're all basically done in substance and I'm like I swear it's just gonna go back I'm rambling but it, it leads somewhere it's gonna go back remember how like T2 mm-hmm. it was like five programmers in a room right yeah yeah it yeah, seems right. like it opened up like huge crowds when we all got together now it's gonna go back to it's small, a smaller scale yeah. teams yeah I think that's you have true. a point you, you know have, what I'm saying. I, I absolutely know what yep. you're saying. And, and you have a point. And by the way, you, uh, if, you get, if you really love Substance, you should go back to uh, my other podcast, CG Garage, uh, available. Everyone gets your uh, podcast. You have, which podcast? CG Garage. Martini, Martini oh, Garage. You have another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> CG uh, Giant. And listen to Sebastian <laughs> DeGee, who yeah, is he's the, awesome. the CEO. I did a podcast with him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's a big deal because really? he's, he's pretty amazing. Yeah, they, they sold to Adobe. I know. Okay. I'm an Adobe Cloud guy, so I, I'm right. really excited. Back to the point about uh, about uh, virtual production and, and is related. You're absolutely right, Eric. So the thing that's going to be happening is that that whole concept of the long pipeline process mm-hmm. is 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 going to need to go away. The problem is that there are so many people that are in the visual effects world that are so ingrained in that process. Yeah. They don't really know anything besides that process. Right. They're a specialist point on the pipeline. Right. And that's it. Yeah. And, and right. so they're like, I don't understand why you would do it differently than right. we have this software and it's been doing it for years. Right. Which is ironic because the whole point of visual effects is to do something that's never been done before. That's yeah. right. And so it's – you're, you just keep doing the same shit. Right. And so it's not going to happen. Okay, virtual production, what it really is going to do is because of the advances that are happening in a software and, and, and hardware world, mm-hmm. and again, Eric, like just like you said, it's the, it's the, it's the developers that are going to be part of it. Uh, it's all about real time. Right. right. So the or, – or, or approaching real time. It doesn't have to be real time, real time. It can be like 
different levels of real time, sure. but it's about fast iteration. Yeah, absolutely. And once you start to do fast iterations where you can actually see what you're doing, right. as opposed to, I don't know, put it on the farm and we'll see it tomorrow morning, yeah, right? right? Which right, is right. what it was. Right. Yep. Or at, when I was at Sony and I was working on Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. put it on the farm and we'll see it next week. Right, right. That's how long it took to render that fucking bike <laughs> transform shot. Cut to next week. Nope. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that didn't work, but we have to ship it, so there it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Anyway, uh, so – so that that that's kind of where 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 we're well, like for the for the audience members here, they're like imagine like this is this is not what we can do now. I don't think, but like in the future, I can imagine like you're changing, like like you have an idea as a director as you're directing, and you can say let's change this thing and how it looks. Right, and that's exactly where I'm going. Right. So so the the point is that you're like you're a director and you are seeing a very close. Approximation, approximation of, right. of what your final frame is going to look like. Right. You can see the actor better. You can see the background. Right. You can see the camera lensing. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of things. Right. And so the decision – so suddenly the reason it's called virtual production is that it's not post-production. It's pretty close to actual production. Like you're, you're there making a movie. So you can actually – as a director, you can iterate – Right. The way that you can as if you're shooting a live action film. Right. That's the whole idea. Right. Suddenly the problem okay, so if you're if you're a director that doesn't know anything about visual effects, let's take I don't know, I'm I'm just Joe I'm, Kaczynski. No, Joe Kaczynski knows. But let's it take very like well. Alex Proyas, right? Sure. Because he I work with him on iRobot. He's a very good director, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh but he clearly like I don't know, you tell me, right? right. Or Clint Eastwood. Let's take Clint Eastwood, sure, right? right. And he's like, I don't know. Right? He's like, we're using computers? Yeah, right. <laughs> so you're doing that and you're presenting it to them. And they're like, to them, visual effects is, I shot something. There's a major part of my movie that's missing because it's going to go to some company like ILM. Or yeah, it's going to a black box. And it's going to this black box. Right. And I have to come in. And see if you're making week, my movie right. Once a week. And you're going to show me the next version right. and then I come back next week it's like no that didn't work try it again and then you come back the next week I mean seriously right. that is what it's like and so you go through like months right. of looking at the same shot over and over until and you murder. get to version you know 76 and right. like yeah that's okay. A little more spray I on the I guess it looks good yeah. final. Yeah. Like that's what the right. movie process was like. Now they're actually in virtual production they're going Nope, nope, nope. Yes, yeah. Okay, move that a little bit. Move that a little bit. That, got it. Right. Right. And so from, it's all about iteration. And the thing is, from a creative point of view, it is you're going to make better decisions when you're on set, working live, and have the time pressure of shooting a film. Like but, this but is also like the director. The director is suddenly making a movie. Again. Yeah, he's like the, the director. <laughs> the director is empowered, and the DP. The D, like that's what happened He's on the engaged. Lion King. Yeah, the D, the, the, like like Caleb Deschanel is shooting in the fucking, was fucking the DP on yeah. Lion King and actually in VR. Like right. no, move that. Like light. shooting it. Yeah. yeah. All right. No. No. The sun needs to go down, which yeah. is also like to him is like holy shit. I can I move can, the sun. I can move the sun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's pretty great. Yeah. I feel like Gandalf. But yeah, like it's the <laughs> uh, like. But that's the thing is because like what what pipeline for VFX stuff has done and you can see this with now I've I think the Avengers movies are good. 
But the reason why they feel the way they feel is because those are producers' movies. Yep. Like those are one hundred. Those are not directors' movies. Those are producers' movies. Right. And like those are managed to within an inch of their life yeah. from the producer. From Kathleen, the it's a like, Kathleen Kennedy movie. This is yeah exactly. Star, <laughs> it's the same thing. Star Wars. Like all this is like uh, and and pipeline. And those are the worst. And pipeline favors that. You know, pipeline like loves producers, but producers love pipeline because they they can get in and fuck with everything forever until the movie's and they in control the, the people right. that do it right. right and you end up with uh, very generic feeling things by, that's with this you process end up with, uh, yeah, what's her name oh shit who's the the head of VFX at Marvel now what's oh, her name? I don't know um, I've heard about uh, I've heard anyway, wonderful things so she was she was a she was a coordinator at DD when she started I don't I don't know who this is um but yeah, the but the these these pro- this process ends up with the way that blockbusters feel now, which is basically high quality emptiness uh, with no particular identity. And whereas, if you have directors, if you have a director who is working uh, on set, making real creative decisions uh, with her cinematographer, that's right. Then you're going to get a real creative film. Victoria Alonso. I don't. I know Vic- Victoria Alonso, yeah. and she's like she's like one of the top. I know. Vic- I met Victoria. Yeah. Uh, executive producers on all the Marvel films. Right. Now, granted, like, listen, I think she's done amazing things. Sure. I think obviously Marvel None of films, this is bad. It's all very no, good work. But it's all about like hyper control of visual effects. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and because visual effects is so constrained, mm-hmm. that's the problem. Now, back to Eric's point. Uh, if it becomes like a lean, mean virtual production machine. Mm-hmm. You're making movies again. You're making movies again. Yeah. And that's going to be a threat to yeah. the entire yeah. visual effects world. Like, well, and, to, and it's to, not going to be it's not going to be like well, we need a thousand people because that's what it takes to make a Marvel film. Right. You don't need a thousand people anymore and you're going to make a better film. You're going to do it with a team of like 20, 30. Well, this is like and this may uh, <laughs> And then suddenly like people may feel huh. prickly about this, but like one of the like it's like when uh, Ex Machina won. Right. Right. Like Ex Machina is a visionary movie with a real sense of design and story. And that's yeah. a yep. really directed film with an intent. Right. And it won best visual effects because the visual effects look totally great, but also because the movie was fucking awesome and had an identity. Mm-hmm. Like the effects in that movie are very, very, very good. But they're made by a small team. And everyone I know who's worked on much bigger movies, like, I could have fucking done that in my blah, blah, blah. Like, I understand. Yeah. But the thing is... You worked on a shitty movie. You worked on a shitty movie, dude. Yeah. Like, this movie is great. That's yeah. why it, That's why it wins. Like, they did a good, a good job, and it looks really fresh and new because it is an artistic identity to the film. A lot of people think that... the And that's the thing, I think, that upset me the most about the Irishman thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Is they're like, look at all this very, very, very complicated... Uh, technology we developed. Yes. Yeah. Right? And I th- here's what's going on in the visual effects world. Mm-hmm. And it's always been the case because these visual effects companies, they make so little money on the visual effects. Right. We all know this. Yeah, right? it's, a, it's the 3% thinnest margins. line possible. Yeah. 3% margins. Yeah. So the only thing that makes these companies valuable is intellectual property. Yes. So they create a hype machine behind the technology that they have right. to pretend that their company is more valuable yes. than it really is. We have worked at companies where there was <sighs> – um, th- there, were, there were things that were being 
uh, touted as great technologies, which were not technologies. Right. And really what it came down to is the talent of the person behind it. Yes. There were a lot it, of low-voltage folks, too. Yeah, well, that's, okay. So, <laughs> but it's true. important that to, the, to the, people, <laughs> the, the people that are basically the, 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 the bean counters – uh, they, they, the bean counters are basically like uh, – let me see this. Uh, Eric is showing off some sketches that he's been doing while he's drawing, and they're magnificent. They are really good. Yep, as usual. Really, yeah, really Have good. you been scanning these and putting them up on Instagram? No. You should. You should. Because they're beautiful. Because people are going to ask the ghost about that. from my show. Oh, it's fantastic. Okay. Yes, same thing. at the house. That's beautiful. Uh, look at that. Yep, nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Beautiful work. Clyde Fitch. Everybody, great I don't know playwright. if anybody knows, but Eric is an artist, and you can see his work up on the Martini Giant site in our gallery section because yep. it's hysterical. Oh, did you see the new stuff I did on... Uh, Bad Boy Bubby? Bad Boy Bubby. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. it's great. It's and then there was something else I sent you guys. Oh, the Irishman, me. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh. <laughs> it's very funny. Okay, so it's one really of the good. things I want to do, that? and, and, great. and I'm going to put it up here and everyone should know. So follow us on Instagram, which is martini underscore giant. And the reason we should follow us is because I'm going to hold Eric to this. Eric does uh, so many great pictures of us, as you guys have heard, uh, of us in the movies. Yep. And so I'm going to hold uh, Dan up to this to basically post one – after we release the podcast, once a day, put up another picture of – that Eric has done. Yes. Yep. Because they are so – They're great. They're, they're so just good. hysterical. There's times when he sends me something and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just like flipping through yeah, it. Yeah, so I just good. burst out laughing. Yeah. And then uh, – yeah, show it to people. I do so, them yeah. on breaks. Yeah, def- definitely. So I got it down to about 15 minutes yeah, an nice. image. They're great. So yeah, de- de- check us out on Instagram. Once you will like be seeing a, this. a workflow thing because I created a workflow to get it, like to put that in. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's so good. In Photoshop. It's actually interesting. You should make a, you should make a YouTube channel of you how you do it. these. I know because there's a way you do it with um, do a little speed, Do a little speed up Instagram and then we'll put it up on Instagram. Do oh, you, yeah. You can do it that way. Did you, did you, did you how see do you record it? your screen? Oh, there's you, several ways. Yep. What what kind of computer? Do you have a GPU like a V uh, like a like a Nvidia I have GPU? a uh, three three PCs and one Mac, the new 16 inch Mac. Okay. But I, my PC has two 1080 Ti's. Okay, well, great. So I think in the I think the Nvidia software or the GeForce software has something called Shadow Play, okay. which allows you to record your screen. Oh, okay. right. there's other there's another screen. The Camtasia is the one, that, but you don't have to pay for Camtasia. The Shadow Play will work. Okay. Well, definitely put that up. I think people would really dig that. That's really, really and fun. And then you can just speed it up or do whatever you want. Yeah. The other thing that uh, – uh, Dan, I'm not going to use a crack of it, okay? Please don't. Oh, fuck. I, I went through the uh, work. You, you can it, use it or not. Whatever. See, uh, did you see <laughs> – did you ever watch the YouTubes of like uh, uh, You Suck at Photoshop? Oh, yeah. They're great. Hysterical. Oh, yeah. I always thought that that guy was uh, – uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. Which guy? Actor – Funny, he's stand-up comedian. Uh, he's he was on Arrested Development. Who was in the Blue Man thing in Arrested Development? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, David, David Cross. Cross. Yes, there is. David but Cross. like the, it's not David Cross. <laughs> but like the way he talks like yeah. him sounds. It sounds like a David sounds Cross. Sounds like David joke. Cross. Yeah. Have you yeah, seen? Have you seen? It's very. Oh, you like suck like at Photoshop. A, is you suck very at Photoshop funny. is hilarious. Yeah. 
It's a guy trying to give Photoshop tutorials, but then he's like getting a divorce from his wife. Yeah, and he gets angry. Ironically and angry. related. Yeah. yeah, see, to marriage, marriage story. story. Photoshop hey, story. We come back. And also, <laughs> I, I have to say that they're not bad Photoshop tutorials. Like you they actually, actually follow really them. Good. They, you can follow them. They, may, they make sense. Like, here's, a, a here's a picture of a van yeah. of my <laughs> wife's friends who parks in front of our house, and I'm, I'm going to Photoshop our. Our, our, our wedding license in the back of his car. <laughs> exactly. That's no. true. I'm going to – exactly. Here's a, here's a picture of a human heart and I'm just going to uh, scale that down to zero. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a very, That's very funny. funny. It's super good. It's really – and he does it. He does He's pretty good Photoshop. Yeah, no. You can actually learn Photoshop from that thing. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, so the – his uh, wife's like, what are you doing? He's like, huh. I'm, I'm working on something. <laughs> Ma! It's like fucking Rupert Pupkin. Uh, but Rupert Pupkin's Photoshop tutorials would be the thing that we should do next. I think that should be an uh, It's uh, Robert, Robert De Niro presents Rupert Pupkin's Photoshop tutorials. I actually tutorial. think that if, if, if Eric, like, like talk, did a uh, use second Photoshop for Martin. Oh, my Giant. God. It'd be wonderful. Yeah. I would just like to get a camera on him sketching while we talk. Hey, we could do. If That's I can find I a way to say. record it, I'll just record him and comment because I do that. Yeah, I think that's a great right, idea. Let's, let's do it. it. I love so this it's, Shadow Play will let you do that. So yeah, let's 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 look at look this. it up. Let's Shadow interactive. Play. Interactive. Now, obviously, by the time this episode comes out, it's already available. So check it out. <laughs> check it out. <laughs> available check it out, folks. everywhere you get your stuff. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, no, I think that uh, the 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 greatness of like what eventually you will have movies like Marriage Story as virtual production. Like, yeah, yeah. Like years down the road, that's where like you're going to be able to make movies like that, and it's going to be you know. Like legit drama happening on your TV and no one's going to think twice about it because it's much better to make movies that you can control. Like you don't have to worry about all the fucking right. setup. For so everything. the point then, then the point that is, is then the point is why virtual production? Mm-hmm. What's the point? Because you can save a shitload of money when you're filming and time. You know, like I mean, it's setting about up, locations. It's about locations. It's about setting up right. shots. It's about lighting and all that stuff. Okay. Now. I'm, we're going off the rails from from this, but that's fine because I want to talk to Eric specifically mm-hmm. about this. Uh, you did a film which is very, very, very uh, uh, ahead of its time and did not do well called A Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Yes. Yes. Right? That, in a sense, if you think about it, had a lot of the ideas of virtual production in it. Yes. That people and that's using. why I went on. I was on it for two years. The, yeah. The intent behind that was very yeah. strong. And yeah. what's interesting is that um, I became friends with this guy <clears throat> who I'm still friends with, and he works at Pixar. He uh, went up to Pixar right after Skycapped in 2004. He's actually really good friends with Estrus. Oh, yeah. They're really, cause what's his I, name? Uh, Alec Barch. Oh, okay. And Alec is um went up there. Estrus is here now. Where's he? He left. Uh, he left Pixar. Oh. He left Pixar because, uh, he. Huh. Yes, but uh, he um, Estrus is is or was dating uh, Lassiter's uh, uh, um, uh, assistant. I think. I have no idea about any of this. Okay. I think that's the story. And so he works at Skydance. So he works at Skydance now because Lasseter brought him into Skydance. Oh, I got to call him. So I think he's in LA again. Because I know somebody who's over there uh, doing Pipeline. Uh, at Skydance. Yeah. Well, I know several people at Skydance because I know uh, David Prescott is at Skydance too, uh, which is strange. I don't know what's going on at Skydance. I'm a little 
I don't know. There's a lot of things going on. All right. Keep talking. Go back to Sky Captain. Well, if, and I'm gonna if take my, my boss is grabby, I'm all for it. Um, but the, <laughs> <laughs> this person's name was Estrus, by the way. Yeah. Super that's, nice guy. The point is, Alec, Alec, Alec talented person. Yeah. Alec got me in on that job. He said, do you want to come and work with these guys who are making a, a sh- from a short film, a mm-hmm. movie? So it was out in Van Nuys. So I, I was working at Title House um, and I – I quit and I went out there and I worked two years, right. almost two years, right. and I loved it because I designed some sets on it, and um, I did. Uh, you know, the director was there, so I would throw ideas out. And there is actually no joke. I, I can't say this, can I? What? But I'll tell you, there's there was a famous guy who came in to do artwork, mm-hmm. and we hit it off because he loved. Um, Derek Jarman, he mm-hmm. worked for Derek Jarman yep. in the early 80s, doing all his storyboards. Oh, man. Man, the stories. And he knew Francis Bacon. So we would talk. What a crew. And what a crew. He would do stuff. Ridiculous. And he would, to me. Right. Right. And I still have it. So I have a book of- Of his, of his stuff. Ori- original. Yeah. Wow. So incredible, yeah, and in fact, I just repacked it. I, I I took it out and and changed the the box on it so it's um and cleaned everything out because it's sealed. Oh man, and it's yeah, amazing. That... And I have uh, stuff in frames, and I loved working there because I would I literally there's a Totenkopf office I designed mm-hmm. and all that stuff, and they were just like, go do this, go do this, and it was wonderful, and it was almost two years, and, and that, that was I felt I was I, I, I strongly agree with Chris. I think this movie was. 10, 15 years ahead of its time? Very much ahead of its time. Well, it failed for a lot of interesting reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that's, but the idea is, uh, the basic idea was like they, they shot, they shot everything basically green screen. Mm-hmm. Well, it was blue. blue or blue screen, yep. right? It doesn't matter. It was, it was matte. It was a, right. a chroma key, yep. right? And that, Everything in the background, everything was was all done in CG, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it it seemed interesting because, like, basically, like, okay, you shot everything in this one location, and it was and it was done that way. Right. And I was like, okay, and uh, because otherwise you'd have to build a ton of fucking sets and travel all over the place and right. have a massive stage and all right. these different things, right? And it looked interesting. There was you, you definitely have a lot more freedom of design, mm-hmm. right? You have a lot of opportunities to look amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nowadays, you can you can get much better stuff. Oh, without a right? doubt, yeah. God. So then I then I recently I just you know I I you've heard me talk about Undone, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw a few episodes yep. of Undone, right? Great, great show. So, so I watched the making of Undone, and it was very interesting. <laughs> Go back to mm-hmm. it was like. Okay, really simple. They basically shot everything live action, mm-hmm. right? In the same way that they shot uh, uh, Sky Captain, where mm-hmm. it was very minimal chroma key stuff. Right. All the characters were traced. Rotoscoped, yeah. Rotoscoped mm-hmm. uh, in Austin mm-hmm. as line work. Yeah, like a Waking Life or – Like um, Waking Life, yeah, et cetera, right, right? right? All the color and lighting same was done – 
Is it the same people? I'm I not could sure. be because I, I think know, it's I, in I, Texas that Wake yeah, yeah, yeah. Wake it, yeah. Wake yeah. uh, yeah, Robert yeah, Downey Jr. thing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that, yeah, you're no, you're you're correct. It, what you're thinking of is Scanner Scanner Darkly. Scanner Darkly. That um, was that yeah. was in Texas. That's yes. in Texas. Yeah. And I think it's the same company. But yep. the the <coughs> the color and lighting, which is basically which fills in the yeah. tracing, mm-hmm. was actually done in Amsterdam, which is where the director is from. I Interesting. Okay. All the backgrounds were uh, oil paintings. That's amazing. Beautiful work. So they were all oil. They were literally traditional oil paintings. I was having a conversation uh, with my daughter about this. Like there's an interesting sort of like because of uh, – we're talking about CG uh, in kids' cartoons. Right. right. And how CG is now – like especially when you come back around to Spider-Verse, listen to our um, excellent podcast with uh, our our friend about Spider-Verse. Right. Um, But the the CG uh, is – did we talk about Spider-Verse? We did. Yes, we did. With uh, who? Uh, we, we did some lovely production design talk uh, about uh, Spider-Verse uh, and, uh, and background paintings. Oh. Yeah, oh. But the, um, uh, the idea being that uh, you have uh, art. It's just art, artistness is coming back together with CG. Because if you go back and look at like Bugs Life and all that stuff, like the technical hurdles they're having to handle right. are overwhelming the artistic it's there's it's still art and it's still it's still very good yeah but it's uh it was you get bogged down in you the get details bogged of down the, the details of the, the cg just yeah. making it work right yeah. but finally things are coming back around um just fucking trace it yeah fill it in fucking make pa- it make it look and great paint, paint have the it background as, right. as paint absolutely have it, and be it, art. it all this comes right when so many people that are really gifted artists uh with years of experience are leaving the business yeah, it's true. Because they were forced out. <laughs> this is true. There's a yeah. lot of that happening for sure. It's really tragic. Yeah. Well, I think there's going to be new new breeds of this stuff. And I think, well, virtual production, the thing about virtual production is that I, I fear that virtual production is going to be seen as another one of those, we've we got the secret sauce thing. Right. Right? Right, 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 right. And therefore, my studio has the VR thing. And the whole point of virtual production should be Fuck you, no! I can do this in my garage right. with an iPad, right. right? And that's it, right. right? Right, right? Like I don't. There, there. I, if there, there's, I'm sure there's studios out there that are saying they're just spending, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars building very, very, very expensive, high tech yeah, tracking. A virtual production sets that involve a lot of motion capture of all kinds, and they're like, we have the latest in technology in virtual production, and right. they're going to use that, basically saying the money that we spent on this is should be that ours is better. Yes, and that's bullshit. Right, because no, but- I know that there in that scenario, right. there's some guy on his iPad that yeah. can do a better job. This is the thing, right? This is the Irishman effect. Right, it's like we're just like, yeah, what if we that's had exactly like, what it you is? Because know, like, because people are going to look back at stuff like The Irishman, and they're going to they're going to put that in the same category as when you know when World War One or whatever it was came around, and they're just like, sir, we have this new thing called tanks, and the and the colonel says, you can't ride tanks like horses; it doesn't look proud enough. And you right. go, uh, okay, well, we can also lose. <laughs> Like, this is what's going to happen. It's just like all this stuff is now artist friendly and artists are going to start doing this in a smaller scale and it's going to look better. It's interesting because, okay, I'll show it to you guys. And it was, I mean, you guys, uh, everyone, all the listeners should look it up. Someone put out a, so, you know, the first film, right? The Lumiere brothers training, arriving at the station, right? right? 
First thing ever seen on film. And yes, they just up-res this. They up it to 4K and did a 60 frames a second version of it. It's very interesting, yeah. Did you see it? I did. I saw it today. I was like, um, huh. I have to see it. That, yeah, it's really interesting. It's 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 compelling. Yeah. It's, and and it reminds you that, oh, wait, things looked like reality back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, a, it's, it's real things. <laughs> because it, it was so – because it was probably like 12 frames a second right. and, and, and shitty resolution. Yeah. But uh, suddenly, like, Eric, suddenly it's that. like – 4K 60 frames a second, and I'm yeah. like, uh, wait, uh, uh, okay. Yeah, and that's just done by what? Some. It was a deep learning yeah, system, so right? Good. Yeah, exactly. So, so the thing is that that whole DL, the deep learning algorithms that does deep fakes and all that stuff, a lot of that is actually open source data. Yes. And then everyone's going, I don't know. I actually feel that there is going to be a, a new breed of people. That are basically going to take advantage of the massive library of deep learning tools at GitHub. Uh-huh. And if those people just mine the shit out of that, mm-hmm. they're going to build a studio yep. that's going to crush the Autodesk pipeline process. Yes. Yeah. Because the thing is, that like, because what, what's going to come of that Does is Autodesk even consider something like that? Autodesk doesn't give a shit. They because don't. Auto, no. They don't. Like, if Autodesk basically lost the entire uh, uh, visual effects industry, it'd be like a blip on the radar to them. Compared to what they get from AutoCAD and Revit, they, they fucking dominate any. Yeah. I'm showing you, Eric, the, uh, this is the upresed. Footage, 60 frames per second, 1914 or whatever it was. I know that woman. Who is that woman? (laughs) She looks not a day over 112. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, so that- Victoria. uh, That's been up-resed from, I think, probably, what, 8 frames a second, 10 frames a second, something like this. Yeah, to 60 frames. To 60. It's pretty insane. And gone from like, you know, 8 millimeter- or whatever to 4K. it was, four yeah. K, yeah. and it looks resolution. incredible. Yeah, it looks really, really incredible. All through, wow, yeah, all through it's a totally network. Yeah. But th- this is the thing. So ultimately, which like because like you know, like are, if are you going to make a better movie with um you know uh, a, a a visionary director right who's and and she's got a great idea and she's working with six people and Rob Ruppel's doing the backgrounds right. or are you going to make a better movie with 2,000 people that cost $240 million and everyone's really, really frightened that they're going to lose their jobs. (laughs) Well, the thing is... (laughs) Like, you're going to make a great movie with the first one. 2,000 people is not a creative decision. Right, exactly. 2,000 people is a factory. Yes, exactly. And so, therefore, you're going to get exactly what you... You're going to get Twinkies. You're going to get Twinkies. You're going to get a bunch of Twinkies. It is very difficult to make dangerous creative decisions that make great art when you have to pay... 3,000 people. Like, right. if you have to pay 15 people, then you're going to pay them uh, to do great art, and you're going to be like, well, fuck it. We only spent, like, you know, a few million, million bucks on this, a couple million bucks to make right. a feature-length film, and uh, we can take risks and be exciting. You know, that's where you're well, going to get great art. here's the other thing, right? So, I was, you know, I don't, I don't want to bash on, on Sony because this was a long time ago and I'm sure things have changed, mm-hmm. you know, back from 2006 or whatever the hell it was. Seven. Was it seven? No, it was six because it was before my daughter was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, I was there and I'm sitting at my desk all day long mm-hmm. working on a shot, right, or several shots or whatever is sure. assigned to me. And I can blast through it because it's not that hard. Right. And 
I've got like five notes that can be done in like 10 seconds, right? right? So I've done all that. I'm sitting there waiting and a coordinator shows up at my desk with a uh, laptop and then one person that is just above me, you know, like a CG supervisor or whatever, comes over and says, all right, let's see what you got. And like, and then I show them what I've done and they're like, yeah, okay. Well, have you gotten to, okay, that's good. And yep, that's good. Yep, great. All right, cool. So, uh, yep, uh, send that over to dailies. And uh, great, so I'll do that. So this is in the afternoon. So mm-hmm. then I send it to dailies. And then that gets shown the next morning to the visual effects supervisor. So someone above the CG supervisor. Mm-hmm. Visual effects supervisor says, oh, okay, yeah, that looks good. Maybe we should change this. One more note, whatever. That comes rolled back. So that's my assignment for today mm-hmm. is whatever I didn't do. I'm just want people to realize how monotonous oh, it's visual effects is. Yeah, it's insanity. So okay, so now I address that. I move a light like you know five meters. Or goes back up the, the chain. Gets goes back view. up the chain. Goes through the thing. Okay, all right, done that. And then, then once a week, the director comes by. Yeah. And looks at whatever the VFX supervisor has approved. Right. And then gives their notes. His or her notes. Yep. Right. right. And then that cuts rolled down to me. And so one shot that I could be working on could be going on for like three months. Sure. But I'm working on it like five seconds at a time. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it, it's – that is not creative. No, it's very frustrating as a matter of fact. When I worked at Sony for Ghost Rider, <clears throat> somebody asked me, how is it working at Sony? Yeah. And I said, I am pixel number 5,443. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you face the screen, it's the lower left. That's right, me. Right. And they're right. like, oh. Yeah, it's been like, this is like a this is, this is, this is, that's the world of visual effects. So when you say I got nominated for Star Wars, yeah. you are Pixel 594. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah you're on. You're well, the cool thing at Ghost King. World is they put, you got, not Go, Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Rider. Rider. Yeah. You got me that <laughs> job. Thank I you. I did, yeah. No, and, we get paid well. And I, yeah, they no put complaints. me on the Culver lot. And it was next to the dressing room for that show Vegas. Yeah, I remember. Oh with Jimmy Conn. So it was all girls dressed like hookers. And it's like, wow, unbelievable. Like oh, the God dressing room Khan. was the yeah. next oh, wall over and it had a space at the top. So it was all like girls like cheater, chatter, cheater, chatter. I and thought it was walking. hilarious because basically they, they, the, all the cast and crew for – what was the Vegas was the show, right? With Jimmy Conn. With Jimmy Conn. So they were all, all the, the cast and crew were, were parking in the parking lot the same that we were, uh-huh. which was at the, the Culver – near the Culver lot. And so it's be like – you know, fucking eight thirty in the morning, and we're going to work, and all these girls in cocktail dresses. Like, <laughs> That's amazing. Walking That's awesome. down the, the 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 ramp with you, like going to work. Yeah, like another day a, in Vegas. They got a, they got a Starbucks <laughs> and like a cocktail dress right. in like sequence. That's right, like, man. Yeah, That's right. but it felt like you were going James to work show. in the fifties or sixties in Hollywood. So funny. It was cool. It was yeah. a great. That's vibe. pretty great. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. But yeah, no, I think that that is the like. I I do believe that uh, like ultimately the future of visual effects is uh, is. Uh, you'll be doing things that people don't even think of as visual effects, um, and you'll be watching things that are that are dramas, and the it's just that the sets happen to be rendered and you don't notice, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. It's like it doesn't doesn't make any difference, right? <laughs> you know, like like yeah. And and I think that like that that is uh like 
like that is better for storytelling it's better for the art of it and uh, you get more actual creative control as you do it and you're going to end up with better stuff right you know and i think that because like the way but that if you can do it live so the, the problem that people have right is that the actor or actress or whatever it is like like there's always that scene where like look at the tennis ball sure yeah and there is a giant you know, dragon there, right. whatever it is, right? Right. And so you have to have that problem, right? Yeah. I have to imagine a dragon. Right. You know, imagine dragons. <laughs> right. Good, good one, Chris. Anyway, so you're looking at that. And so how does that feel? Right. Now, would, if you were able to show people what it is, right. then that's actually that'll help them out that'll help them out yeah because like i'm not gonna no i'm not gonna say it is uh it is easy to do that you know like the because the actors will always talk about like you know it's like the the jude law skit that he did on saturday night live specifically about sky captain with yeah. the, the the ball the green ball hitting him in the face you know right. like um actors are like well you know it's so difficult to act on stage with nothing i'm like well you know actors actually work on in black box theater they work with absolutely nothing you know, and there's no set and there's you know, right. nothing to interact with and still do a believable job. That's what acting is. It's hard. It's a difficult yeah. job. Um, Why don't you try acting someday. Yeah, exactly. The Lord's Olivia line. But, the, uh, <laughs> but that's the thing. Is that we get, it, is now, it is now so much a part of acting in film uh, that I think it's just going to become a, a native naturalized thing. Like people just go, yeah, I'm doing green screen just like every day, you know, and I have to go interact with an alien or a dragon. That's part of the show we do. Um, but I will definitely say, you know, like the more you can – uh, have input, um, the easier it, your job is. You know, I've acted before. That's the more the more you're getting from the other side of the camera. True. The the easier it's going to be for you. And if you right. can show people on the set, like here's the dragon you're talking to. Yeah, that is going to be a fucking help. That's going to be great. Now let me ask you this because you have directed stuff and you've acted in a few things, and some people just don't want to see their take. Right. Yes. Well, in fact, Adam Driver is rather famous for this now because he walked out on Terry Gross. Um, in a Fresh Air interview because she was going to play him a tape from um, Marriage Story and he, he was like, I, I'm, I told you I'd leave you know, if, I, if you did that. So, and he left. Why? Why? Because he doesn't want to uh, see himself or hear himself acting. Oh, even after it's done? Even after it's done. He doesn't want to experience that at all. Like zero. Zero. And, you know, like it's I, like li- that old saying, never listen to your own podcast. Never listen to my – I fucking listen to every one of these things. I love it. Oh, but I'm sorry. I didn't mean to carry off with your question. Go ahead. I do. I love the sound of my voice. I do. I do. I listen to all these things. I love them. I think they're great. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm kidding. I do listen to it for QC pro, uh, issues. I listen to because I think Eric is hilarious and we have lots of uh, fun I've things to say. To and I'm very show. proud. Well, that's good, Eric. I mean, you're, I you're, think you're, I'm, you're, you're the, the more you're the professional. We're the, the Adam, No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, the Adam Driver School. Yeah, you just can't. You're just not going to do it. I'm yeah. not going to do it, Terry. I respect that. I think that's totally fine. I think that's totally fine. But you were going to say. No, you're going to say you have to do it with Adam Driver. I'm not going to do it, Terry. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a, a weird. It's voice. a weird voice, man. Like he's got I like th- a fucking cue ball. Like like, yeah, he sounds like a like a like a Moog synthesizer. A it's bit. amazing. I like, and, I'm, and I mean, none of that is the criticism. I love his. It is such he's, a unique and beautiful sounding voice. It's such a strange experience. I love him. Very strange voice. But you were going to say. Was I going to say? Yes, you were going to say about you said you've been acting before and uh that uh is it and then i cut you off and we is it okay to see yourself Uh, and adjust your performance based on what you've seen on camera i think it depends on on the actor i think like yeah like like i think that there are certain actors that really respond well to that and certain people that don't at the very least a director should be able to 
then direct them to a change based on what they're seeing. Yeah, I, like I think for so if, if if an actor is looking at a tennis ball, but yeah. the director show them the seeing, eye line, say like show this, it, is this, but right? the actor is seeing the virtual production right. camera and say, no, that dragon's yeah. doing this. You yeah. need to adjust this way. Right. At least a director can try to. Dir- yeah, I mean, like having. But it seems weird. Like why the director is basically pantomiming to the actor. I, it's like and this saying is, do this no right. no it's not quite right like uh, uh, this you, has that, to do it. it's like it's like every, the actor shooting at the dark right and might as well uh, why don't every, you just see what you're doing and then yeah, adjust every for actor it. has their own process every director has their own process dealing with actors and some directors don't want actors <laughs> to see their performances problem, and all this kind of stuff I have problem act, fucking actors are so into themselves and everything not else. not all actors but the, the problem you're describing is a real problem I totally I totally agree with what you're describing because I've, I've certainly but the problem I have with Marriage Story because I felt that those characters were just as vapid and yeah. empty as yeah. that like I think that there's a like I really I think that like I think that the an issue that I that I find with actors when directing and working with actors like is you meet a lot of actors who uh, because they are very self-conscious they want to find ways to define their craft through jargon or being difficult or all this other kind of stuff because the fact is their craft is very simple like and i don't mean that it's easy it's extremely hard but it is easy to describe like i mean like if i if my job if i if i if i like i said before like if my job is to lift a piano like there's not more to say than my job is lifting pianos now that doesn't mean that anybody can go lift a fucking piano. Right. That's a hard thing to do. So I mean, it, I don't mean to take any credit away from actors, but like when actors get in their own way by trying to get in other people's way about how important and difficult their craft is, and you don't understand. Yep. Like I think that is bad for production, and it's bad for your performance. Right. And that if you can describe what you need from uh the director but if you can describe to me what you need as an actor for your space to get where you need to be then uh me and the ad will schedule that space around you and we will totally respect that space according to what you need like because you need to do it if you whatever it is like a fucking pitcher gets up in a game and he's throwing like a no hitter you can fucking twiddle with his cap and you know pick his nose and rub his elbow and everything he's got to do before he throws that ball because that's the thing he's got to do and we are totally fine given that space, right. but uh, but you don't want to like let people um, fuck around with other people or waste anybody else's time because everyone else is also there working, right? And so when actors uh, you know complain about green screen and stuff like this, I get a little bit of that. I'm just like that is not actually different. It's it's just. It's a fancy way to make yourself sound more pure. They don't get it, though. And I don't like when I hear it. Like, I'm just like, you're a fucking actor, dude. You're like, if you're if you're Keith. making a movie and to begin with, you have a camera inches from your face. It's not natural. You have you, 20 people around you. You have a microphone jammed in your ear. Do you think because they can't imagine, meaning when they perform, they have their performance there, but it's not actually complete until... That space behind them is filled in, so right. it's a control thing. It's like I don't understand right. it, and it's control, but because it's got to go to somebody, and he's got to put something in it, then we can get a sense of what I'm acting. It's, well, to. hold on, because I remember talking to Tom Cruise when we were doing Oblivion, and he was talking about the the the, the set with the house when when they did the the the. the the projections that were going on right. that lit up the entire set. Yeah, because, which he goes, great. He said, you know, it's it changes your mood. 
Yeah, without like doubt. Like when the lighting, it's the real. lighting is real. It, it looks real. But that's not green screen Jude Law in front of yeah, the Yeah, and so like to, to that's just, the to, point just, making, to, just, just to clarify what oh. I'm saying, what, what I'm saying is like right. I recognize that what – well, like if you have to act against the green screen ball, that is a difficult thing to do. I totally agree with you on this, right? right? And if we cannot have a green screen ball there and instead have – a, like here's a, a a monitor that is showing you the dragon, dragon. looking at you right. and performing. You know that's going to be. I would as an actor, I would say, uh, give me the fucking dragon, so I can so I can uh, get all that other shit out of the way. I don't have to do all this extra work to imagine my way through this. I can just interact with this other performance. That's going to be much easier, and it's going to make my job easier, and the performance will probably be more inspired and better. And I totally agree with that. And uh, so when actors uh, are you know, like say like, well, it can be difficult working with green screen. Totally agreed. But there are people that make a meal out of it and say like, oh, you just don't know what I'm bringing to the table when I blah, blah. And they go into some spiritual motif about like how difficult it is being an actor when you're making a movie. Right. I'm like, well, yeah, it's get in line. It's, a, it's hard to make movies, yeah. you know? And so like, I think that the, that uh, the best thing about what virtual production will bring is it, will make things easier on the actors and it will help them integrate more as uh, it, uh, it'll make the job visibly less technical uh, so they can be themselves more. And that's good. Like right. make, make the space for them. And I think that like, I understand what, when, when people sort of overly complain, what they're really saying is I'm very self-conscious about my craft and I need to say that it's something that only special people can do. Because, like, you see all this other crazy technology and I don't want to get lost in it. That's what they're actually saying. And if you bring virtual production into it, it, uh, it even though it's a, even yeah. higher technology, actually, it no. actually opens up what the actor's you, uh, okay. job is. Great. Thank you for saying that. Because basically what it does is it removes the black box. Yes. Suddenly, yes. The, suddenly the, 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 the people that are on the production side, not the post-production side, are back involved in the movie. They are communicating. And, and, uh, and a DP can be a DP again. Yes. Yes, the artists can be artists together. Right. right. The actors can be actors. Right. The artists can be artists. Right. The director can direct. And, yep. and, and they're coming much closer to seeing what the final product right. is. Right. It's not – eventually at some uh, – you know, the dream is basically whatever you just shot is it's done. It's going to go. Right. It's 100% real and it's 100% Not there yet, time. but yeah. it's giving it some time. There. It's giving it some time. But, th- but eventually that's going to happen. So – so yes, the, that's going to make the creative because the thing about the creative process that I think people forget it's about freaking iteration. Mm-hmm. You never get it right the first time, mm-hmm. and I don't care what you say. Uh, if you get it right the first time, is that's because you've done it a million times, right? And therefore, you are a you know you know caricature artist that works on the on the on the on the boardwalk, right? And you're getting paid ten cents. To do a caricature of right. whatever stranger you do, right. that is. But really, something that's different. That's something that really is creative. That is through iteration, right? And the, and the thing is, I mean, I think there's two different there's two different ki- kinds of uh, iteration, right? There's like because there's this sort of like what you're describing before, where it's just like this sort of the iteration of pipeline is an incredible grind, like because it's so fucking mm-hmm. slow. And there's no art to it, right? right? And so the fact that we're going through iterations is a drag, right? But if you're if you're on set 
and you are going like, okay, we got three more hours to get this put together. Yeah. Let's fucking rock it and come up with some ideas and jam it and but jam it and jam yeah. it. You're going to come up with a lot of about, hot ideas because what I'm that talking are about exciting. is one iteration a day, and what I'm really talking about is one iteration a second. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like li- literally. That feels like you're you got the you're you're holding the live wire, and you're right. part of the creativity, and it's happening. You're going to get better ideas. Just to give you guys an idea, back in 2006, I was using a program called Burps at Sony. Burps and Bantai. Yeah, and Bonsai. Uh, it was ridiculous. Pre-render Mo- your shadows. Moving, moving a light. Like if I wanted to move a light, if I was lighting a character like in Ghost Rider, I wanted to move a light. You had to send a request. Uh, <laughs> I did. Pre-render. Yeah, to- basically I move a light. Let's say I move it like five inches to the left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have to send that to the farm mm-hmm. render it to re-render all the shadows oh man and then take the path and, and paste it in and then take the path of the new shadow map and paste it in to the point where you would not move a light because it was a pain in the ass so you would try to f- see if you could make it work with the light where right. it currently I actually, was I was in that by the by the hookers and on the Culver City lot. <laughs> They're yeah. not hookers. I know, but they would look like hookers, and it was fine. I'm okay with it. Um, but the point is, uh, I had a standing desk. First time I ever had a standing desk. Yeah, they and have great desks. They have great desks. So great, great hookers. Desks. Great hookers. And so um, the, the, the standing desk hookers. It was. It was is life. my humor out of out of? Phase I think now? you're right in the zone. So the point is, I knowing that they would give me notes on stuff. I would have two Mayas open. And exact identical, but I would make one A, and if it was like one twelve, one twelve A, uh-huh. and I would move it and look at the where it was. We didn't have Maya. We had burps. That's it. the point. Is burps? Yeah. I would have it, and I would pre-render, send it to the farm, and I would know, they would be exact same position, and then I would send that and, and paste it in, uh-huh. and be like, no, uh, send it. Uh, and so I kind of had it back and forth. Oh, so, you were smarter than do you, me. Do you know what I mean? So I didn't do – and I was tag team, but standing, it made you do that. You were kind of like a video idea, game. The fact that moving a light – It was retarded. I told that guy, I said, why don't you just do this in Lightwave, man? The skulls? We yeah. could do it in Lightwave. I'll right. learn it and get it done probably faster. Right, right, right. And they were like, no. And then their, their point was like, why do you care if it's so slow? You're getting paid, aren't you? And I'm like, that's what that. Fuck? That's what the Japanese yep. guy said to me in the screening yeah. room with uh, Mac. And nice guy, but the point is, I was like, I said that, and the looks I got, I was like, all right, I'm going back to my desk. No, dude, I think the the whole goal should be ridiculous. Yeah, the goal should be to minimize uh, the technological interference with practicing art. Everything should be art friendly, and you should minimize the number of people that are working useless jobs. Like Chris, Chris had way better shots than me. They gave me like a skull uh-huh. in a leather jacket. He got stuff where bikes are flying and they're on chains on or on fire. Right. I didn't get that stuff. They gave me the crap shots. But they still gave me like 40 crap shots that I barreled through. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just the skull and the shadow passes on the skull. We can do it in light. The skull with the leather light jacket. Dude, dude, I had a shot. Okay, we're going to go into – it's funny how we're going from uh, marriage story to ghost But it all ties together. This is deep in the weeds. Yeah, yeah, this is deep in the weeds. So, but I was – Because I, it's I, Los Angeles. Right. I, had, I was working together. on – like it was the first transformation bike scene. So it was a big shot, right? So it's when he puts his hand on his bikes and the bike turns into the ghost rider bike mm-hmm. that's going on there. Just so quickly – I'm sorry to interrupt. They offered that shot to me and I said, no, let – 
somebody like Chris do it so he can learn oh, that's very and nice become you. better. Look at that. He, and Keep he talking. Look so, at him now. It's true. Anyway, I had to do this, and I was and. You know, I come from the ray tracing world, as you guys know, and I'm like, they're like, the it looks like shit. You need to ray trace. It's a freaking chrome bike. It needs to be ray traced. Ray trace <laughs> is a kind a kind of rendering that simulates actual right. bouncing light, bouncing so it gets light. real and reflections. Like, it needs to be ray traced, and now. they're like, we can't do that. It's too expensive. Like right. expensive means too long to render. Right. So eventually, they're like, they agreed. It's like we need to actually ray trace more than. Than just re- like actually when, re- when you do- one reflection bounce, yes. and I was wow. like, one re- <laughs> one reflection bounce, and it basically like I said, well, let's see how long, and then one frame took twenty four hours to render. No oh, man, and I had a thousand frames to render, so they gave so that's me the three years. They they gave me they gave me the farm. They said right. like, okay, and we we looked at several like key frames and right. we're like yeah, this looks way better. And they're like, okay. And we calculated how many uh, CPUs they were going to give me to render this. And they said, we'll give you enough computer power to render this in a week. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. So, and it was the last shot I had to do. Right. So I had the entire week. And they said, okay, you have the entire week to get this rendered. I have nothing else to do but this one shot. Right. So I'm sitting there coming to work and doing nothing. And they and said, just waiting for it to cook. Wait for it to cook. Yeah. And they said, why don't you look for alternative solutions to see if you can make it look better or faster right. or this or use a different renderer? And I already was like, I, I know what I need to do to make – and they're like, no, right. we're not going to do that. Right. Like, okay. So I kept trying things. And then after like two days of like fucking around, I said, all right, we're done. We'll just – yeah, yeah, just just – and I was like, all right, I'm going to the movies. I literally went to the movies, which was next door, and mm-hmm. watched movies while my shot That's was amazing. going That's so and being paid. still being rendered. was still being rendered. And this is what's wrong. I think that that concept is still Really? Happening. You think it's still around? Yeah. Not, not I mean, to that extent. Not essentially, extent. the same problem is happening. Not, it involves a lot, a lot more lot people. Of, like, like this was at the this was at the, the peak of that time. And uh, and also to clarify for the for your audience members, there are uh, 3D programs, let's say Max and Maya, and all this kind of stuff that yeah. are that are very popular and are very used in, in yeah. CG. There is a program that you will, that you hear talked about all the time called Lightwave. Oh. And Lightwave is known because Good. it is <laughs> it is it is everyone who loves Lightwave. Uh, loves it because a single person can go in and do things very quickly up to a modest standard. Well, the same thing is with Max. Right. I love Max. Max is the same thing. Uh, and, and Maya is not. Yes. No, Maya is, Maya is a complex thing. Right. right. So, so, but, but it's, yeah. It's, I've often said Maya is like lighting a cigarette I'm with a blowtorch. <laughs> right, right, exactly. But the thing is that, like, wait, oh, like, Taking say, the space shuttle to go years, to Seven Eleven and buy a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> years ago, years ago, when uh, we were working at DD, DD was split up into uh, a commercial building That's and right. a uh, film building. Yeah, and the Lightwave guys. And the and the Lightwave guys would be working commercials because commercials is a very fast turnaround. Get her done. Get her done industry, and the mindset of. Like whether or not Lightwave is worth the time, the mindset of doing effects for commercials is the proper mindset to make movies in. Like that is the we have a problem. Let's get this fucking thing looking good. Be creative about it and turn and get it out the door. Right. Like uh, 
And uh, because of that, we ended up doing uh, the effects for Zodiac um, in that half that that building. Yep. Uh, rather than the uh, the than the um, movie building, yep. because the 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 turnaround was faster, so you had more direct artistic control over what was happening, right? And uh, that as a as a as a sort of a, a mode of work, an ethic of work, um, is always the better way to go uh, creatively. Yep. And uh, finally, now uh, within these next few years, it is going to technologically catch up with that ethic like in order to do pretty big expensive looking stuff you can actually do it with not too many people and get great results and quick turnaround times out of the box out of the box right now here's the thing okay let's go back to the concept of out of the box Mm -hmm. because the box is still lightwave Oh, yeah. No longer lightwave. Yeah, but Maya, yeah. Max, whatever, right? right. Blender, Blender. Blender is the outlier in this situation. I love Blender. Blender is, is free. Is well, <laughs> it's not just free; it's open source. Yes, right? you can you can mess with it. So the point being that there is, if you are the, a developer, that product continues to improve based on, like you don't like it. Change, Change it. it. Yeah, you can get you, in there and do it. You don't. You don't need to wait for Autodesk to make a decision. That's right. On no that one product. has to approve anything. You can go yeah. right in, write the code, put right, it in there. Right, and then and then your responsibility is to give that back to the community. Right now, that idea of what all of those programs are going to do in the future, including uh, uh, all this new deep learning stuff, mm-hmm. like deep fakes, all the deep fake stuff is open source. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that it's just going to come back to artistry again. That's what I'm saying, man. Absolutely. I think we're all well, in agreement on this. It's, it's just gonna, like it's it, gonna, it makes well, it more available. Uh, artists, artists things, have. I think that, you know, what's, and I, you touched on it, Eric. A great artist is going to be someone who understands the art and also understands how to have some fundamental technology. Absolutely. It. Yeah. Or a partnership between two people that can make it work. And and this is and this has always been true for film minus visual effects because like filmmakers who know how to use a camera and know what lenses are are going to be better filmmakers right like knowing these knowing the test technical aspects of what you're doing right uh, is going to give you more opportunities and a, and a broader palette sure and knowing just knowing how to talk about it with people who run the camera but it's also right? going to be like to the point if you if you go back to the virtual production thing mm-hmm. then. It doesn't really matter what camera you have this anymore. Is, this is what I'm saying, man. So, like, so the people who make all these extremely expensive cameras and le- you know these well, yeah, Fuji, Fuji all, lenses or whatever they are that cost it's all virtual. All that's virtual. Uh, now suddenly, like, man, I don't care about that. Yeah, and, I don't then, have, and then the people who make those lenses and all those camera worlds are they're going to be threatened. That's true. I mean, because you don't have to buy a ten thousand dollar prime. No, <laughs> you don't have to difference. buy a ten thousand dollar prime. <laughs> right. And people, who, who who are you talking about? Who who shot a whole film on his freaking iPhone? Oh, uh, Soderbergh's done that a couple right. times now. There you go. Yeah. Sunshine was there? Tangerine? Uh, no, uh, that was also shot on an iPhone, which is a really beautiful movie, great movie. Um, but uh, you know, Soderbergh did Unsane, and I think he did another one after that, uh, all on iPhone. And uh, 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 High Flying Bird, which is a great movie. And uh, and uh, this is the thing: is like there's no um, like. It's it's like we've constantly said about 
people like Scorsese. Scorsese works now with like you know teams of like four hundred people. Like I can't imagine the great movie he would make if he had to use a team of ten people. You know, and yeah. like if he just got down and dirty and could move real fast instead of having to move. He doesn't like, want to do that. Like I know it's he's gotten comfortable with doing what he's doing, but in fact, you are going to make better movies if you have smaller, tighter, more uh, connected crews. You know, and you're going to make better creative decisions because it costs less, and it's, and it's uh, the risks are are now worth what you're paying. You know, and like that's where that stuff comes from. So when you talk about virtual production, you're talking about a, a far scaled down production staff, uh, in at least in terms of people immediately yeah. on the set, right? And you're going to move faster and have the opportunity to turn out better work. And I think that that's just better because like like. Uh, then you can turn out more stuff. And so like the, instead of having like one crew of 400 that occupies months of time and making one thing, you can have small crews making 20 things. Uh, and all those people that would normally make up 400 people divide up into 25 different, uh, content, uh, development groups. Right. And, uh, like nobody's unemployed. There's just more shit being made, which is what we need. You know, like the demand for content for all this stuff requires that production be smaller and faster and with a, a quicker uh, technological access for artists and that's how this stuff is going to roll i think it's i think that's yeah, this is when this syncing up with netflix uh and the way streaming works like you're going to start seeing really really beautiful niche weird stuff being made on the cheap that is as experimental as the 70s ever were and i think that's I super so. super exciting i hope so I'm banking on it. Yeah, I know. I think that's that's where we're gonna. That's where we're headed, dude. And I really do think, like, with with Marriage Story, like Marriage Story, like a movie like Marriage Story, like I can imagine, you know, ten years down the road, is just going to be a virtual production. Yep. And no one's going to think about it as like I can't believe they did that all in CG. There's just going to be the way things are done, and you're gonna have, like you're gonna have more time to workshop the actors. You're gonna have more time to uh, spend being creative. And the actors are going to be trained to. Work in that to work in this environment, exactly. That's right. right, exactly. And I think I think it's I think it's uh, and then when you go to post on anything, like then you're just refining things, you know, and you're uh, finessing things instead of like give me eighty versions of this cliff, and I'll pick the right one at the last second before we deliver. <laughs> I think the big problem I had with visual effects, um, was that I didn't really um, I didn't climb the ranks of visual effects uh, effects like I thought I did. This is not a woes me show, but I think there was a bureaucracy that just didn't work. Um, or I couldn't work. I'm, I'm not a political machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you're, you're, I'm with you. You're an artist. Yeah. No, you're I, an artist. And that was, I could have probably, because I understood the technology, but I kind of put it together like Rauschenberg did, but I still, that's something. And, you know, I have an eye. And it didn't. Re- I didn't raise the ranks, and I think the bureaucracy got the best of me. Right. And that's life. Uh, I understand, but I loved it, man. I would do. I would. I would eat at my desk. Absolutely. I would be sure. there at eight fifteen. I worked for an Arcviz place. I was there at eight fifteen in the morning. I would leave at eight fifteen at night. Right. Eat at my desk every day because it's a fucking pleasure. And I say to, to doing the, stuff the person great. that owned it, I'm going to just treat it like it's my company, and give one hundred and fifty percent. Right. And you still get hit bureaucracy. And yeah. I think the problem with the visual effects was there were a lot of people in the bureaucracy that were – they just – I don't know where they started, but they didn't understand it or they didn't understand the idea of like 
artists yeah. there and people of different things. They just want a cattle call. Yeah. And then it just after iterations of that from 2002, that was such an experimental fun. It wasn't just fun. It was hard you, work. But in Sky Captain it was such a different dynamic in the office politically. Yeah. Than it was like me working even at Pixamondo on Oblivion. Right. You know, one guy who was a head guy there quit. He was so angry. Right. He just walked away. Right. I will tell you this, Eric, and I, because I worked with you for, for many, many years, and I know how you think a little bit, which I think is uh, – is, I think that is hard. So I was, I was a supervisor on iRobot, and you were uh, on iRobot as well. Uh, and I remember very specifically, like I had, I had gotten used to the political machine, and that's not really a political machine. It's just basically like, here's here's the here's the the the, the you know the, the assembly line, and mm-hmm. you have to do all this stuff. So you go to all your work. It's like, okay, here's your new tool, and you do bang, 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 and you, and you bang it out. Eric doesn't work that. Yeah, but way. I I would do everything people you told me. You did, you did, you did. I'm not denying you didn't. You did do that. But I remember very specifically, like, you could, you always felt like you had to make something different. And it didn't work so well to a lot of people that dealt with, no, just do the assembly line stuff, right? True. Okay. Well, then that's my fault. No, it's not necessarily your fault. It's just that people didn't take advantage of you the way that you should be taken advantage of. And I saw that. So, for example, I remember very specifically there was a series of shots that we were working on where it's basically where Sonny was coming up off the out of the uh, out of the the the, uh, the stairway and they're going into the office and you dealt and there was some com- more complicated lighting that we had to deal with in that scenario and I sat there with you and I said let's let's play with this let's do this and I gave you a lot more freedom as opposed to telling you do this, do that, do that. Everyone else wanted to do this, do this, do that. Eric didn't want that. I said, let's think about this. And I gave Eric a lot more great supervisor. Free freedom to mm-hmm. do that. And um, because I, I didn't really know what to do. And uh, I could have sat there and tried to micromanage him. And I was like, no, I'm going to let Eric figure this out. And he did everything in a completely different way than he was supposed to do things. Right. Which is fine. <laughs> Right. But it was starting to look really good. Right. And I was like, all right. And then he I, I got him to explain to me how he's doing it. So it's like, okay, now I just have to work within the Eric way of doing things. Right. As opposed to, oh shit, you did different it. sets of lights with different or colors. Or different way of things as like uh, okay. Well That was with whatever. the door sliding open. Yeah, yeah. That became sli- came out well. It came out beautifully. Absolutely. It came out beautifully. But the thing is, I had to think, let's give Eric the way he wants to do things. Which that system does not give you uh, that freedom. And so when you sit there and you say I'm struggling with visual effects because I don't think – it's like that's because people never really saw the person you are and you're not fitting within that but system. The, the problem I had – and not to go down this road, but I know what you were saying and by 2010, I said I'll just do what everybody says for me to do and I had more problems. <laughs> because I'd well, be like, like, sure, I'll do it. I and, mean, and then you, would, you were doing the lighting on uh, Destiny when it prologue uh, off of the, the off the boards that I that I put together. It looked exactly like the fucking boards. It looked beautiful. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anybody. I've never seen anything that I've drawn 
be recreated so flawlessly. <laughs> it was just like, that holy place shit. was the death of hope, man. It was a hard job. It was a hard job. I, there are people that I love, though, that I really, really loved working with. Uh, and uh, Not with the initials LN, I hope. I have no opinions on this, yeah. uh, but uh, there are people that I absolutely love working with uh, there. Um, he's he's political, Dan. And and uh, not. And, uh, uh, and and uh, and folks like Armando, I loved. And Armando, uh, Armando, I'm really absolute great guy. Uh, but the uh, but like I would see the you know, like like Eric was taking these boards. I did these you know very um, densely painted boards, client style boards, and he was lighting the stuff to look identical to these you know very very complicated. Did uh, they like it? I can't remember. They loved it. Yeah, oh, yeah. like yeah, they they absolutely loved it. It's great. It's beautiful it's just work. A, I think that I, 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 you have a different way of seeing things, Eric. And I know you keep, you know, bashing yourself. No, 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 no. I, I understand. I appreciate the love, guys. But but it's... you see things differently. And I think that, honestly, the, the thing that you've been working on for the last two years is a complete reflection of that. And it's going to pay off. This, by the way, for listeners, is a giant bust of Gene Wilder yeah. uh, made in paper mache and, uh, and caramel. <laughs> you guys think it's going to pay off, and I appreciate the love. So it is going to pay off. It is going to pay off. It's it going to be. Uh, but the thing is, I do. I think every artist should try to fit in and not fit in. And I always, I tried over the past ten years to fit in, uh, in that sense. But there's still, I think, it is still a, just a like a pipeline thing. The, and, the doing is the doing always, right? But it's whether or not you're getting to practice art. As part of it, like that's the 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 art is what you're what the goal is, and the doing is the doing, right? And so, like, like every every art project has a pipeline aspect to it. Like, mm-hmm. you got to fucking mix the moulage. You have to fucking you know you have to uh, prep the canvas. You got to do all this fucking regular technical shit, right? Uh, that has to be done, and there's no other way to do it, right? And you have to follow through these steps. But if it's in the goal of a vision, then you're practicing art. And I think that's the thing. Also, a lot of companies in the past ten years that they just, you know, I VFX soup four films, right? And every single producer on, well, for three of those films, they would be happy if it was B minus. Yeah, exactly. That's the. Yeah. It was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then, 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 <laughs> it was like there was yeah. no like, let's try to make this as beautiful. No, just. Mm. And the thing is, man, I've worked at places where, you know, I'm because the thing that, that I'm working on, like, I'm happy that it's a B minus because I want to fucking get home and hang out with my kids. Like, totally fine. It's a gig. It's McDonald's. Uh, not a problem. I'm totally fine with it. But don't mix the two and say, no, no, no. It's art. And then give me the B minus. Like, art is art. And that's what I break my back for. You well, have to look so I'll tell lo- you what. Some say it's pathetic. <laughs> but this goes <laughs> when back. When you give up your aesthetic for a blue-collar job in a factory. <laughs> but all that exhibiting is just too damn inhibiting. Yeah, that's for the guy beer you played for me drinking, that. a regular guy like me. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, this goes back now. We're gonna we're gonna bring this all the way back. I love it. Of following your craft, mm-hmm. like Adam Driver did. Yes. And in the end, he s- sacrificed everything <laughs> and just came out here. We, and and like he's a, he's and a, she's a successful TV director. Right. Right. He is a he is a dedicated like his character is a dedicated personality. To his ideal, and I think that Driver found that uh, in the found a, uh, recognized that in the character, and and as a performance, followed it all the way through, and that's why I like that. That's why I liked his performance. But the thing about it, right? So if you come down to the, here's the thing, right? 
the fact is actors mm -hmm. get idolized and celebritized. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. So it's not really about the craft. It's yeah, about well, it's a, a celebrity. It's a, it's, a, it's a mix of a bunch of different things. Right? So, like, so, so, so yes, there are actors that are good actors, et cetera, et cetera. But then it's, it's not really about being a good actor. It's about the celebrity because there are a ton of good actors out there. Absolutely. There are good actors who you've never heard of are not right. celebrities. Right. So you go to the Adam Drivers and the you know, uh, 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 Scarlett Johansson and you're like, such a good actor. It's like, yeah, there's a ton of good actors. Yeah. Many of which are way better than them. Well, yeah, like they, and they, they are. They, it's it's about the celebrity. Yeah, and that's so true. So therefore, you're not. It's not about like the quality of their work. Mm -hmm. It's about how much you love them as a celebrity, and then you're like, I really love them as a celebrity. Well, like, it would be tough, I think. And Adam Driver's not an ugly guy, but he's a strange looking guy in terms of like he like he's an awkward, weird, you know, sure. sort of galumphing kind of person yeah it's um, a Clydesdale yeah. and and I think all of these are are positives like he's an attractive guy in a very unusual way sure right and uh, and uh, there is a movie star ness to him that's all, like off base that's that feels weird but is attractive um, and he is also a great actor like there are actors that are as good as him and I've seen actors that are like as talented as Adam Driver who don't have that quality and that is where celebrity tends to kick in. There's something like outside of his skills that is also sellable. And so that's like what celebrity the main is. actor Confidence. in Get Out, for example. Oh yeah, not Daniel a celebrity. Kalea. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh man, what a great right? actor. Great not actor. necessarily someone celebrity, yeah. but fucking nailed the performance. Great actor. Great actor. Right? And yeah. so that's not a celebrity. That's, not not a not a star. Adam Driver is a star. He he has right. a star quality to him. So that's the thing. It's about the star. Like yeah. oh, we're going to give you all the people you know. We're going to give you Charlotte Johansson. Yeah, Ivan Adam Driver. You know uh, uh, the the. But it's about the brand. Yeah, well, but but none of this. I mean, but like, that you know, is, if that's, it's that's not like disappointing not, to the, me. Yeah, but yeah. it shouldn't. I don't think it should be because, like, there, it's, okay, tell me it why. is it is a quality. Like, being a movie star is a very unique quality, and it's not like they're being they're not randomly chosen for this. Like, people connect with them as personalities, like Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. Well, you know, in in truth, yes, right. Like Kim Kardashian doesn't do anything; has no particular talents. She's, she's really good at being Kim Kardashian. Right. And the thing is, like, you take someone like George Clooney, who I love George Clooney. I love his movies. And I think he's a good director. And I think all this great things like George Clooney isn't a, a he is not like Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, George Clooney is George Clooney. You hire him, you put him in a movie. He's George Clooney again. He's either serious Clooney or he's goofy Clooney. He's but Cary he's Clooney. Grant. He's Cary Grant. Right. He is selling you Clooney. That's right. Like, that's what's on the table, you know, and I like it. That's what I'm buying. He has the ability to make me feel like it's me and my pal George hanging out. And I think that that is what movie stardom is. And that's why it's so rare is that, that it, it isn't about being able to disappear into a role. It's about making, it's about making everything outside of him right. and me disappear. Can I, so with that said, seeing like a movie star and you buy into something and you feel relatable, mm -hmm. like we were talking about. Right. So, here you see relatable images of New York, you see relatable things of people, mm -hmm. and then the message they're trying to tell you. 
okay, it doesn't all string together, but you know, if I said to you, oh, I got to get a divorce, oh, you probably have to get a lawyer. Right, Did right, you right. hear that story right. about when the person shops the, the attorneys and then he can't use it? Right. I heard about that. Right. So all these fragments come together, but the familiarity of what you've heard mm-hmm. and the familiarity of these actors and the scenes that they're in kind of tie in in the same kind of manner. It's like I saw Cary Grant and it just made my right. heart warm. Right. No, I, I totally get it. I, I think that like it for me, it, like I think you're right. I think it comes together in, in a in an awkward way that doesn't work for me because it's delivering for it's like having like there's four different kinds of food on this plate that don't mix. You know, it's like yeah. it's, you know, and like I like the, if you're doing the light comedy with this movie stars, let's make that movie. If you're making the hardcore drama with the movie stars, let's make that movie. You know, if we're doing this with uh, we're, we're going for Ingmar Bergman, let's fucking bite into this stuff. But if we're doing Three's Company, yeah, let's but hold do on. That. Tarantino did, uh, you know, the, the California uh, Hollywood one. Mm-hmm. And at the end, he switched it around on me. Oh yeah, that's but like that's what I'm saying is like is like postmodern kind of I mean what's yeah the, like I think that like it like it is like that yep. that that to me and I can't I know I can't argue that's a melange yeah but it's French. but like the like he is making a, a super specific choice to do this all at once and be upsetting and if it works it works it doesn't work it doesn't work but Bomb it's a back? choice Bombeck uh, no uh, Tarantino Tarantino is like he has this uniform flavor. Of, of the 60s that he's presenting through it two and a half hours of the movie and then very specifically he makes a choice to destroy it like whether you like it or not that's what he's like it's a distinct thing that he's like he knows he's doing it right it's not a mistake it you, feels like he's doing that and then he goes oh yeah you want some uh, Tarantino-ness I'm, no and the thing is yeah well that's yeah, <laughs> I give you that that's I, fine oh, yeah, I'm, you, I'm not oh, yeah, I'm not, so what if I am not, I am what not, if Bombach said you know what I have, have to go back to this thing. no but I'm not arguing for whether it's a good choice or not I'm just sure. saying I'm just I'm just saying it is a choice sure and what Bombach is doing is not a choice it's a it's a collection of stuff that he's associated what with. if he said I flew back from New York to LA during my divorce so much I didn't even know where I was and time seemed to move in a different way um, for me because it was so hard on me. I get it. And so maybe he's trying to replicate. I'm not defending him. I'm just I, saying. I, I, t- I totally get that motivation. These liberties that people are taking now, filmmakers, on reality, a la, what's his name you just talked about? It's the same. Tarantino? Tarantino. It's the same thing in a way. So it's like, I, I don't get uh, after Bombac for, you know, the, the cutting of the different styles and so forth because. If it were a choice is what I'm saying. And then I don't feel like that was like he like it like this movie marriage story doesn't feel coherent in tone or statement at all to me. Like whereas like like he like he ended up with this movie rather than he decided to make this movie. And like the <laughs> the whereas like you look at Francis Ha, like that is on point all the time. I get it. I buy that. Right? That's, I feel the singing song in well, the he end ended was up with this, oh, yeah, yeah right. he ended up with this movie in the same way that he ended up with a divorce. Yeah, it's it's really lopsided it's and like, very I, frustrating. I guess, I guess we're divorced now, and I yeah. get or I guess the movie's right. over right. now, right? Like, and, yeah, you know what I mean. And and I feel like and and you may you may be right. Maybe he did like maybe the way in which I'm upset is how he wants me to feel. Maybe that's true, but I didn't feel that sense of intention. I felt like he didn't he didn't really have a handle on his movie. You know, True. And, okay. that's fine. That's 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 what I received out of it, and it made the experience like unpleasantly uh, unreal. Like I was just like, this doesn't feel like I'm caring about characters. This feels like I'm trying to make this work in my head. But if you look at Francis Ha, I think we, where we agree is like that is a world. 
Like I'm in the world of Francis Ha from the moment it happens. You know, it's just, and when like, and when, when Francis, uh, is like, uh, running home and just starts like dancing running, like I'm exhilarated. Yeah. But you see, that's him in a car as she's running down and, and hits the mattress it. on in yeah. the lower east yeah. side. Yeah. Right. Right? right. right. That's him in a car shooting yes. it. Let's go. Let's get it. Let's in this go get this fucking thing done. And then exactly. we've got to take the camera back. I'm not going to try to win an Academy Award with uh, Netflix. So we're just going to so fucking get this thing right. done. That's right. But here, Netflix insurance. we got to yeah. get Ray exactly. Liotta. Exactly. Ray can only do these exactly. days. But Ray said he would. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, he can't. So Ray's got to do this. So why don't we swap Laura for this day? And Alan Alda said he'll do it. But... You know, you have and to have that's, you know, that's, croissants in the room. You're exactly. So he has something to play with. Why do croissants? I talked to him about this. <laughs> exactly. Already. And this is the thing. It's like, that's why I like, I'm, I'm a little split on the movie just because like, when I think about it, I go like, I did like all that stuff. And I do think these people did a good job. And there's lots of stuff in this movie to like. It's just that I was, I was mad that it seemed to want to be this other thing. And it, ne- and it never arrives there. All I know is when I first saw Ray Liotta, I was like, okay, he got old. B. I love Karen. <laughs> I, I need my hat. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Oh my god, dude! I I have to say MVP in this movie, Liotta. I love Liotta. In this I thing. love the way he'd be like, "How much do you, you have to put the seat money. in properly? <laughs> the insurance company's not going to cover it." He's like, he's <laughs> always getting after him if he misses a point. He's like, that, he was he was hysterical well, like, the entire it's like, time. I'm nine hundred and fifty dollars an hour. This fucker over here is four hundred. <laughs> you know what? I think we need a, uh, a, 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 a private investigator. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like he's such like a, a mob character all at once. I was just like, yeah. oh, this is great. Well, he's like, he's fucking can we go after her? Guy. Yeah, exactly. Like that. That was some good business. And like, I mean, like I would have loved well, to watch that. Well, that's the thing, time. right? Like, divorce is fucking. Ugly. I yes. know. Mm, yeah, divorce is horrible. It's a horrible thing. It is. It it's is a horrible thing, and the lawyers are going to take advantage of it. Yeah, lawyers are going to take advantage of divorce the way that wedding planners are going to take care, take yes. advantage of weddings. Like, yes. No, the, one of the funniest thing was like. Alan Alden's like, it reminds me of that old joke with, you're going to take Alitalia. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Just give it on and on. He's yeah. like, am I paying for this joke? Am I paying for this joke? Yeah, like, I, I think that, and like, I, do you know the rest of that joke? I, I, I looked at, I saw it on IMDb in the, in the notes. Uh, it's the, uh, uh, she's telling her hairdresser, you know, all about this stuff, right? And she's like, well, tell the joke, tell the joke from the beginning. The okay. So the, the short form of the joke is, this woman is thinking about going to Italy. Italy. To Rome. Right. right. And she's telling her hairdresser. I think I'm going to go to Italy. I think I'm going to go to Italy. And it, it turns into a shaggy dog story of like, why do you want to go there? The food's blah, blah. Why do you want to take Alitalia? You shouldn't do that. Why, why do you want to go to the hotel? And blah, blah, blah. And it just tries to divert her everything, from every everything. single thing. Right. Every decision she's made, he's telling her it's the wrong decision. Right. For the plan that she has to go to Italy. Right. And so uh, the punchline, the through of the joke is that she goes to finally goes to Italy and she uh, comes back and tells him the story of. Tells her hairdresser the story of what happened there, and not only does everything, all these choices turn out to be great. Like the punchline is, she ends up like from this going to this, and this turned out great, and then this turned out great, and then from this I blah blah blah, and then I met the Pope, right? Right. And the Pope uh, is just, oh, it's so nice to meet you. Oh, who cut your hair? <laughs> <laughs> 
that's funny. <laughs> and that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, who cut your hair? Yeah, like <laughs> I like I love I love that movie. I love the Alan Alda movie. I want that Al- I want that movie also to happen in this movie. That would have been great if like he just because Alan Alda is like your kid will still love you down the road. Yeah, but he didn't realize that until you know he doesn't. Right. Right. And it would have been great if Alan Alda was there more than Leota was a quick way out and funny. Yeah, but it was almost like he chose him and it's like he helped some guide through yeah, the whole thing. I was dissatisfied with like Alan Alda just kind of disappeared. I didn't understand that turn at all. I didn't get it at all. I was yeah. just like, why did he suddenly shift from this to Leota? I don't know where that beat came because from. He because said, he felt like he needed some more muscle. Yeah, that. that's all. But after, like the moment it switches, I was like, it had to explain itself why it this did. happened. The joke. It just, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like that, like he's not like, they're in almost a good space. You know, like he he comes over to deal because the power goes out of our house and all this kind of stuff, and then suddenly it changes for ten times worse for almost no reason at all, and it's totally his fault. And I'm like, I don't I don't get what the movement is here. Like I don't know what the character choice was here, or why. Like what? Well, what? okay. So the scene mm-hmm. is basically in the courthouse, right? And the two lawyers are fighting dirty, right? Yeah, with each other. Basically saying, well, then your client did this and then we'll know what well, your client did that. And both clients, that the point of the scene mm-hmm. is that they are both feel embarrassed right. about saying all these bad things about their their Their, their respective, yes, right. And so they're like, uh, and they're like, I can't say anything because I'm fighting for, the, the, the whole point was them fighting for custody for the kid, right? Yeah. I mean, for a time, like for, for Los Angeles to live in Los Angeles versus not live in Los Angeles, and it's know? and it's like, pardon me, it's just uh, it was it was a it was very muddy. Like I didn't really understand people's motivations in this very because like all the motivations that I was given were very thin and very shallow. And the 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 end is that they each respect each other as parents. Yeah. So it just. I don't feel like I learned anything watching this movie. Is my no, problem. I did. I did learn that like don't fucking get lawyer. There are there are nice lawyers out there, the but uh, don't uh, don't get really out of uh, the. Uh, but yeah, like I I really feel like this. Uh, like there's there's lots to, lots of good to see in this movie. It's a it's a good it's a good movie if you go in with low expectations. There's great performances and there's all sorts of little islands of interesting stuff. Like I would have I definitely would have watched the the New York play community movie. I would have watched the Alan All the Lawyer movie. I would have watched uh, the the only movie I wouldn't have watched is fucking three's company which i was definitely tired of like the when they're doing all the slapsticky yeah, shit i was just true. like this is really really oh, dumb house yeah and like and there's there's a couple of scenes like that where i'm just like why what, i don't know what's going on here but if you want a movie about like uh do, if you want a like a hard relationship movie like kramer versus kramer or um yeah, i was or, thinking about kramer yeah, yeah. S- scenes from marriage or if you're if you if you kramer really versus kramer is a way better version of this oh yeah yeah oh, it's yeah. much much harsher but much more motivated and really yeah. really believable and the performances are great, equally as great the uh the movie that i would most recommend along these lines um that is both much bleaker and way more hopeful because it's bleaker is the third movie of the Before Sunset trilogy um, called Before Midnight. And so if you see Before Sunrise, Before 
Sunset. Oh yeah. And then before midnight. Before midnight. Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. This Julie is Gale? this is one of the perfect trilogies ever made. And the last movie is they've been you know it's a marriage movie and it is a it's as hard and true and ugly as you can possibly imagine it being. And because of that, when you attain hope in it, it's earned. And right. you really like you feel like, thank fucking God! I thought we were going down. I thought it was the Hindenburg, <laughs> you know. And yeah. and it's like that's that's the kind of earned stuff that you should give to actors of the caliber of Scarlett Johansson and uh, Adam Driver, right? You know. And uh, I feel like they didn't they they missed an opportunity and they told a light story about frivolous people with powerful actors and uh, a sort of cut and paste. Uh, script structure mm. and that's that's the drag of the thing it's it's an okay movie it's pretty I, good. I liked it because I got to see a lot of Adam Driver who I think is phenomenal actor. tremendous yeah I great. thought there were some really great moments I didn't like Scarlett Johansson's character at all right she's she played it well she's yeah. not a likable character yeah I agree and it's it had its flaws but I still think it's it's great and it's I think he's fantastic yeah he's I, I will watch anything with him that's literally it. at all you just did very yeah. interesting yeah yeah so there you go. There's marriage story. Yep. That's a, that's Eric, a, how long has the podcast been, you Mr. Barometer? Oh, I'm I'm going to be off today. I don't know. I, I would say like 2.08. I don't know. Mm, yeah, you're off. 2.30. You're very close. 2.27. Yeah, there you go. I wouldn't have gotten nearly close once I saw I saw Eric's pitch, and I was like, oh, it's got to go a little longer. Yeah. He estimated in the better ballpark. It's good. That, which is short for us. We're about an no, hour. That's right. I think this is this is a this is a two hour talk movie. Yeah, and we went on some really interesting tangents. Yeah, no, I'm down actually, for that. Actually, I'll do that. Um, I, yeah, I still feel the same way. I think maybe if I saw it again, I would feel different. I don't think now, so. Here's a no. I think I would. The question is, I have no motivation to see it again. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I, I bet I would. I will the, like this more uh, the, than the second time for sure. But I. I don't. I have no motivation to see it again. Right? Yeah. So I'm like. Mm. Whereas I will see Husbands and Wives again because yeah. right. that is a fucking bitter, mean, hard movie, but right. it's worth it. It's totally worth it, you know. And and like that's that's like, God, man. I. Yeah. Well, those days are gone. I was just gonna say, like, uh, if you depending upon your mileage with Woody Allen, but I think everyone, even people that want to defend Woody Allen movies, everyone's just tired of talking about it. Uh. But, uh Husbands and Wives is a Woody Allen movie. It has Woody Allen in it, so play at your own risk. I think it's one of the best movies of the what night is that nineties, early nineties? Yeah. Really, really terrific, very hard hitting film. Um I, so, I still do like uh Deconstructing Harry. Deconstructing Harry, magnificent. Robin Williams? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's uh Woody Allen. Uh God, who else is in that? That's a good cast in that Bruce one. Bruce Willis's wife, right? Who is Bruce Willis's wife? Demi Moore? Demi Moore? Uh, uh, deconstructing. Uh, wait. No. Not Mighty Aphrodite. Are you thinking? No, no, no. Uh, I'm going to look it up. I would say she's in it. Hang on. This is what the internet's for, and everyone gets to wait for 10 more seconds. Deconstructing Harry. Harry. There we are. Woody 1997 Allen. film. 97. And that has. Judy Davis, who I love. I love Judy Really, Davis. really good. Billy Crystal, Robin Williams. 
Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I didn't remember that. Oh, right. Yeah, no, she has the... <laughs> yep. Uh, Richard Benjamin, who yeah. I always love. Yeah. Uh, and uh, from Saturday the 14th. And uh, Quark. Uh, Kirstie Alley, Elizabeth Shue, Demi Moore, you're right. Toby Maguire, Mario Hemingway, and Bob Balaban, who is one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. That guy. Holy smokes. Amy Irving. God, everybody. Bob Stanley Balaban. Tucci. How do I know that guy? Bob Balaban is, um, God, he's in, he's in, uh, Close Encounters. He's the, uh, French interpreter, he's the interpreter yeah. in, yeah. for the French, uh, for Francois Truffaut and Close Encounters. He's right. a great, great actor. Super funny. He was also, um, 2010. 2010, right. Yeah. Uh, he's also in um, uh, the wonderful and underseen Mike Nichols version of Catch-22. Yes. Uh, and he is also in, um, uh, not, not Friends. What is he in? I think he might also be in Friends. Oh, yes. He was yeah. in Friends. Yeah. He's a terrific, hilarious actor, deadpan classic actor. De- oh, uh, Best in Show. Best in Show also, right. yes. Yeah. Absolutely That's awesome. That's how I know him. Yeah. Absolutely awesome. Incredible. Best in Show. I think we should – I got to throw it out there. I could, we could do three hours easy on Close Encounters. I see we do. It's my favorite Spielberg film. That is a fucking masterpiece. I just watched that again. I was like – I every have time I see it, it have you seen a book on it? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh god, yeah, dude. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Like maybe, I swear maybe to god. Maybe we should get someone who's been on or worked on the film like an old school VFX Oh, guy. Maybe we could, I bet we could. There's got to be someone. somebody. Yeah, that's a good one, boy. Sydney that's a real... died unfortunately, but maybe we can find someone along those lines. Yeah, Close Encounters. That would be a good one. That'd be a nice ugh, I every time I watch that movie, I am reinvigorated. <sighs> Do you still want what those about, scans what about, from Blade name? Runner cuz I saved those. Did I send those to you? No, I have them. Oh, okay. The laser scans. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it did. Yeah, absolutely. What's his name? You worked for him. I did a podcast with him. He won like four Oscars for like uh, Star Wars and all that shit. Dennis Murin. No. Uh, uh, Dennis uh, uh, E. Dennis Hesbert. No. Uh, 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 yes, he, you're he worked, close. He worked below me when I worked yeah. in, uh, by the Pacific Railroad. What's that name? Uh, Richard Edlund. Richard, Richard Edlund. Edlund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've Richard, never met- Ed- Richard Edlund, uh, he was on, yeah, like maybe he could come by and talk about fucking. Oh, God. I would love to be at Edlund chair. I Close Encounters. I believe he did. He's certainly in that ballpark right there. He's one of the classics. I bet he did. It's a, it's a Doug Trumbull picture, right? I'm not sure. Maybe. Which one? There's a lot of lens flares in it. Close Encounters might be Doug Trumbull. Maybe. I have to look at it. A lot of lens Doug. Flares. I know Doug, too. You know Doug? I Bring do. Doug in. Oh, my well, God. Well, Doug lives in Massachusetts. Yes, yes. Uh, he had, yeah. had the Housatonic uh, company there. Uh, yeah. That's right. I have a story about that. Doug Trumbull. Douglas Trumbull. Uh, is there anything that we want to recommend before we say goodnight? Who's picking the next movie? Uh, we'll figure it out. Okay. We got We got stuff to do. We is got it? a lot of recommendations. We got, a, we got a list to go through. I think this was good. You guys uh, and Eric, actually, thank you for bringing this to us because I think we – we covered some really interesting subjects as we went through this. Yeah, no, it was, and it was. Don't feel bad just because you hated it. It's it went, no, well, it's a I, rare. I have to say, it's a rarity when it's like when it's it's rare when it's like uh, uh, one and two, uh, but like for Chris and I to agree uh, and you to disagree or vice versa, however you want to say it. That's I think. I don't, that's know, rare. I don't know if that's ever happened. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> I think that's the rarest one we've had. So it's actually yeah. quite interesting to me. Yeah, because usually Eric and I are like, meh. And you're like, no, no you're it's wrong. so good. Yes. So good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's so. completely opposite. Yeah. So now suddenly you, so the, 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 the common thing is that I, 
I'm the person that always doesn't like it. <laughs> you're like you're like the kid with the cereal. You're Mikey. Do you think it's because also because <laughs> it was a very New York movie? Maybe if you got understood some of it, or at least it brought back memories. You're like, oh yeah, it's, it reminded me of old yeah, nostalgia. Oh god, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like if I if I had your mystical New York art life experience, I would feel very differently about seeing this. Yeah, like that absolutely. is that would, like your history is is sort of mind blowing, whereas mine is very mundane. Uh, but it is uh, it is lovely, and I know that we can at least cross paths on yeah. Francis Ha, so that's very nice. Francis Ha is fun. That's a fucking that's good such movie, a beautiful dude. Movie, oh my god, dude. that that is one of my favorite lines. If this past- was the story of him what, running around the Acropolis, <laughs> doing things in Greece, and yeah, hey. traversing Delphi and looking at the uh, you know statue of Apollo. Now I would totally get it. Now it's relatable. Now me. it's relatable. That's <laughs> relatable. No, I'm, hey, why don't we watch a cool Greek film? Oh, oh like, yeah, yeah. What's uh, uh, guns oh, of uh, what's, uh, hmm. what's his name? Um, Ray Harryhausen? No, no. Uh, 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 the Lobster. No. Killing that, a Sacred he's Deer. He's a Greek. Yes, no, he's no, a great no, director. No, 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 yes. no. What's, what's, what's the name? Lorgos Yagorith. What's the name of the oh, thing? Good director. Yeah, With director. Anthony. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. Zorba the Greek. Zorba the Greek. Zorba the Greek. <laughs> Zorba the Greek. Why don't we watch one of the Greek directors? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like I would, the, the lobster guy is yeah, so good. Yeah, he's incredible. He's incredible. I also like Anthony Quinn movies, which may right, so that opens up a whole Kay new field. Guapo. Like I could, we could do a very long one on um, Lawrence of Arabia because I have. Oh, yeah. oh man, oh man, I, I could w- do Lawrence of Arabia ha- hardcore. Yeah, I do. Monsieur Ibrahim. Oh yes. No. Monsieur Ibrahim, a French film with. Um, Marstretano? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, what's his name? From 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 Lawrence of Arabia. He died. Yeah. Uh, right after that. What? Yeah. Um, fuck. He was a bridge player. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, famous. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Omar Sharif. Omar Sharif. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's Omar Sharif. It's a French film. Omar Sharif. He plays like a, 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 he plays a Turkish merchant in Paris. Beautiful. In the fifties. That is right in his, up his alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so Omar he's Sharif. A Turkish in a merchant in Paris in the fifties, and it's about the story of a boy who somehow has lost his family and lives with prostitutes in Paris. Beautiful. And, and then oh yeah. yeah, it's very French. Okay, that's a, that. We'll we'll put it up there. Yeah. Um, I thought you might. There be was a, a guy who lived. Monsieur Ibrahim. So you're talking about Ken Ibrahim, who so there was I a, believe was in the podcast. I okay. worked for him as a. He was a director. He still is a director, and he was in the apartment below me before in Hollywood. Yeah. We lived there for eleven years, and pardon me as I take a drink. He, nice guy, and he. I did one film for him, VFX souping. And uh, he was in – he's a director. He's done a lot. He did the first movie for uh, The Girl in Marvel. Uh, I met her too through him. Uh, the Brie Larson. Oh, Brie Larson. Oh, yeah. Larson. oh did he direct um, uh, Short Term 12? I'll have to check. Did you guys see Unicorn but good, Story? Very good film. But the, the point no. is, is he went to Paris uh, to raise money for an early film. This is the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And he ran up with a friend. He's like, we – Will you go um, and have dinner with somebody I know? And it was Omar Sharif. Oh, my God. And Omar he was Sharif. like, his head exploded. That's and the, the coolest thing you could possibly do. He told. I'm going to tell you some Omar Sharif stories off mic that are really funny. Didn't he oh back up into you with his car once in Paris and you got angry at him? And, and, you, and you paid you off him? in Chen and Hashish? That did not actually happen. <laughs> but the story I'm telling you is, I'll tell you. I can't wait. Yeah. Omar Sharif's story is way. Like, yeah. That guy. I got an Omar. Can you imagine, like, 
it's like I got an Omar Sharif. That's story. cool. I have like, no Omar. I'm not that cool. I am yeah. not that cool. I have like I have the one. The coolest story I have is embarrassing myself in front of David Fincher, and David Fincher is cool, but he's not fucking Omar Sharif cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, David. No offense. Nope. <laughs> I think you'd agree. Um, okay, so um, my recommendation uh, this week. Uh, it's not new. Parasite was absolutely great. Oh, uh, good. What a great movie. What I a great movie. I have not seen it yet. That is definitely one of the best movies of the year. Probably Bong Joon-ho's best movie. Uh, extraordinarily well uh, thought I'm out and put also together. interested in seeing, because it's now on Netflix, is uh, I Lost My Body or something? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm going to watch that this week. That looks great. Yes. The animated film. Also available, apparently, uh, Netflix is going to get all the Studio Ghibli stuff. I, I was very surprised. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, I was very surprised. I thought Ghibli was not going to be doing anything like that. No, and then they went full Netflix. Full Netflix. They got paid off. That is a com- that's to combat Disney. I think that that Ghibli is probably pissed at Disney for fucking them around, around Spirited Away. Yeah, and so they're just like, all right, fine, <laughs> here you go. Yeah, yeah, like good the, for them. And I told them. I told my daughter, and I was like, yeah, oh, she's her anime stuff. Oh, dude. So that's cool. Yep. So, uh, so that I think is a lot of things to look forward to in the animation world. That's very exciting. Yeah, right? uh, for for folks that my uh, daughter loves. Call me by your name. I've never seen that one. I oh golly, old. that's good. Have you Ooh. seen it? That's a good one. Call me by your name. That's a live action. We're not. We're, are we talking live action? What is? Call me by your name. No, you're thinking about your name. Your name, which is also great. That's an animation. That's a. That's anime. That's very the, beautiful. Have you guys seen Uncut? Uh, yeah, no, uh, Undone. Uncut Diamonds. Un- Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. Have you seen it? I have not seen it yet. I gotta see. I'm it. dying to see that. See? Uh, there's so much good content out there. Yeah, there's, and they, yet they need more. Yet they yeah. need more. And yet the only thing the fucking kids are seeing are freaking Marvel bullshit. Uh, that's, uh, that problem will take care of itself. That's yeah, my prediction. You're right. I'm, I, have hope. <laughs> I have hope for society that yes. they are going to appreciate yeah. you know, I, I think after it, this year was a big turnaround, in my opinion, of the movie industry and, and, and the streaming industry, I guess I meant to say. Like, uh, movies and Force streaming correction. Fought, fought back hard and well, and I was very, very impressed. Um, oh, yeah. The other thing I also want to say, I, watched, uh, I, I binged all of uh, Silicon Valley. Oh my god! And that was a fucking hysterical show. I would love it that. Didn't show. like it after about season three. It, well, it's not as good after season. Not three. as good about season. As, three. And but I, the first three seasons are, are like incredible, oh. incredible. And it's in fact, Bill like, Hader's company is it? Oh, what? that's great. Bill Hader produced that. I didn't know. No, that. no, Mike Judge. Mike Judge. Mike Judge. Mike Judge. Phil. Bill Hader. I don't think Bill Hader's involved with Silicon he's, Valley. He's, well, he's Barry. It was, he did Barry. It was great. No, Barry and Silicon Valley are part of the production company of Mike Judge and Bill Hader. I did not know this. Because uh, it was a power players thing in Variety, and it said, you and, know, this is – and there was one other guy. Well, that, that was, it was funny because I actually Maybe worked we'll next Bill door on. to them on the Sony Maybe one. we'll get Bill on the podcast. Oh, man. Uh, Bill, I know you're a fan. <laughs> Come on in. The, uh, we do love you. Oh, my God. He's a giant film nerd. But the um, – uh, uh, the interesting thing with Silicon Valley, I agree with you 100%. The moment that show falters, I was trying to, because I was like, it maintains its, its writing is good all the way through six season. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's a couple of wobbly episodes, but mainly it's really, really good. But it's when uh, TJ Miller leaves. Yeah. Right. And, they, and, and then it's like. The. Oh. 
he is the, the, the way that he leaves is also like you can tell that they cut him out. They cut him out, right? And it the, looks so fabricated. Yeah, and the, and it, it really made me. I learned something screenwriting wise from this. Oh, I was like, I, I never, I never thought this through. But I like, I think Miller is extremely funny on that show. It was very, very good. Uh, but what he is is he is the uh, he is a total dick on that show right which is what he's good at like that's yeah. his personality um in and, person as well yeah apparently so um i don't which know which guy uh tj miller. miller but he's very very funny and he's a total douchebag and he's like he's uh and he's um uh, and he's a little not, not dumb but he's like makes big mistakes and all this stuff but because he is a giant dick all the time you don't notice that all the other guys especially the main character are totally unlikable dicks. Oh, the main character is like, the he's most a fucking unlikable. horrible person. Yeah, a good mo- a good actor, very very nice job. But when once T.J. Miller is gone, it really reveals what an asshole that character is. Yeah. And I didn't like him. Like in the next three seasons, I was like, the show is failing because I simply fucking hate this guy. Yeah, like he is a hundred percent. He is a bad person. Yeah. Over and over and over again, and it's not any different than he was earlier. It's just that T.J. Miller was there to to show up his dickiness, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and then, he's like and a black hole that else, sucks it and away. Then, and then somehow, like you know, uh, uh, Camille's character mm-hmm. is hilarious, but then it just becomes like gimmicky after a while. Yeah, it gets sticky. Right, it gets sticky between him and the and the and the, and, and the, Martin Starr's character yeah. there. Yeah, and, like, eh. yeah, and but, thing, like I don't know. Yeah, like but, I was, but there was so many. I actually learned so much about startup companies from that show. From the show, it's actually quite interesting. Quite interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it's, a, know, like, it's a very oh, well informed show. It's right? Like, what if you took less money? Yes, that was like, great. That was great. That scene great was like. Like, yeah, very oh, smart. Oh, yeah. And, and just as uh, like uh, as I worked in uh, uh, startup company in video games, and then a couple of startup companies in video games, the characters and problems that they face in that show are so accurate. It uh-huh. was like straight out of my brain. I was like, I yep. was like, I can't believe this is real. It's so funny. Billionaires don't have doors that open like this. They have <laughs> so doors open, that open, open like, like this, this or like this. Tres comas. Tres comas. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah, uh, the, the characters that Oh man, they were all straight up real life. If and you when think he's like yelling at the school, it's like, oh fuck, that's right, we got kicked out of that, the school. I I love that speech <laughs> when he's saying that if that's the guy you want to fuck, then fuck that guy. Like, is I was I was blown away. I was like, this is mystically good advice. <laughs> like, I know, brilliant from a advice. person that from is an such absolute an scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> it was it so was funny. unbelievably good show. Very very funny show. Yep. Uh, and even though it slips in the last three seasons, I, it's still good and worthwhile. I watched. It's last season and like i was like really? yeah you get through the it it's Pied okay. piper yeah like, yeah. Really? That's how you're gonna do it? it it's yeah. It, it's they, they it's a classic. Jump the shark. They jump the shark. Yeah, like it isn't it isn't brutal. Jump the shark, but it's it's disappointing. It's jumping. like it's disappointing. First three seasons, pitch the, perfect. The thing that's amazing, actually, I actually listened to a podcast with Mike Judge on Mark Maron, so on W. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, uh, Mike Judge came from that world. Yeah, he was actually. He was actually in Silicon Valley right. doing shit like, like, like he 80s. was a physics. He was getting. He had a PhD in physics or something like right. that. Like right. he's, like he dealt. Fascinating. Yeah, he's a very smart dude for sure. Very yeah. smart dude. Yeah. So it's not like all of his characters always seem like dumb shits. Yeah. 
but he's yeah he knows what he's talking about yeah and then, like you get like you make uh when you make uh he says dumb shits doing smart things yeah and and and, and he has like yeah exactly like and he has a uh, very wise seemingly dumb but very wise characters oh, which yeah. i really appreciate oh it's yeah. just like that's that's real truths coming out of strange coming from strange places is one of my favorite things yep. so yes silicon valley um parasite is there anything else uh yeah I uh, no I what was I ah. what did you see you see something you saw 1917 again I did but there was a bunch of other movies I saw and I actually can't remember I'm that dimwitted I'm I watched voltage. a little bit of no. uh, Disenchanted didn't oh like yeah it. I haven't okay. seen that yet yeah. okay I like like if you need something to watch it's okay I don't I don't need anything else to watch. I know there's too much. There's too much. Right? There's, there's too, too much. much to watch. Yeah, I'm like I'm. I have. A, I now have a standard for streaming. My standard for streaming is now high, and so I get. I have no time the for things I to be lousy. The problem I have is that, that there there is a there is now in our household mm-hmm. there is a comfort level of like we're going to watch something we've seen before, mm-hmm. like like we used to do as kids. Where does reruns of Seinfeld or sure, Frasier or whatever yeah, right. or Cheers that happen after the, the nine o'clock news and you just yeah. watch the rerun of Frasier? Just chill out, right? Or uh, you know, uh, uh, Golden Girls, right? right? And that you became used to that. I'm like, I no, right? Like we gotta like the 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 people in my household are like. We're just going to put on The Office or we're just going to put on Parks and Rec and we're just going to put on this. And like that's become the comfort level. Right, right. And then they just – it's on. They're not really watching it. It's a thing that's on. It's, it's on. a thing that's on. Right. They're not really watching it. They're doing something else like cooking or playing a video game on right. their tablet or whatever. And they're casually hearing it kind of about 20%. Yeah, like people listening to a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and then Hello, they're laughing, everybody. laughing every now and then, like, right. ha, ha, ha. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, that's true. Right, and that's it. Yep, yep. That's and true. So that, like, yeah. So that's I'm actually honestly I'm actually have a problem with that. Like, I if if the if the TV is going to be on and playing something, I actually want to see something. Do you want to be paying attention to it? Right. Yeah, especially oh, I, this. I, I, I've been going through the Sopranos. That's why I've been watching the Sopranos again. Sopra- uh, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. Yep, yep. Landmark I've been watching show. it because, yeah, it just, it, there's something about it that I'm taking some of that kind of core of Tony Soprano yep. into yeah. Alan. I need some right, good right, comedy. Things, things that are I need being some done. good comedy. Some new comedy. Yeah, no, I, I have not found anything really, really yeah, no, no, nothing super, super funny. Most Silicon Valley was my last Silicon funny Silicon Valley. Trip. Yep. I, may, I may watch the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, but that's even getting a little. Old. I'm uh, I'm starting the I've, I've begun to watch the last full season of BoJack Horseman. Okay, uh, but BoJack Horseman is one of my very favorite shows of all time. So I should start from season one because yes. I've never seen any of it. Okay. BoJack Horseman is one of the is is a beautiful work of art. Okay, and the only thing that I would advise is the first season is fine. Like just hang on through the first season, and then it finds itself, and then it becomes amazing. Okay, but it is a very it's a it, it became a very important show in my life, and it's one of these things where like I know that I the last season they just finished their um, like uh, their final episode, yep. um, and the reviews for the whole show the whole final season are great, yep. and say so it's very bittersweet, very poignant, and lovely, and I'm I'm afraid to watch it. 
Uh, this I I'm, you don't I want it to end. I don't want it to end. So I've been piecemealing it, and uh, and so a BoJack is up is up there, and uh, and what was the other one? Shoot, there's one other thing that was. Oh, and uh, oh, we, uh, things that I'm going to be checking out. I'm going to be watching uh, David Lynch has a short film up on Netflix. That's right. Uh, which I'm excited to see. I think it's only like 16 minutes long or something like that. But I want to see this because it is Mr. Lynch, and there is one other item, but I can't remember what it was anyway okay and there's a director's cut of dr sleep out dr sleep is one of my favorite movies there that's the end of my recommendations oh but you saw four hours uh, before the end of the world on amazon yes that was the other thing so yes until the end of the world the the five-hour edition is on the criterion streaming channel that one that makes me want to sign up for it i'm gonna do that super excited killing oh yeah 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 i love that yeah yeah i did and i loved it and it was you know what? I gotta say, there's something. Is that Sterling? Sterling Hayden. Yeah, Sterling Hayden. Sterling uh, Hayden. Kubrick, obviously. Yep. What I really liked about it because uh, you know I was watching it on my my 4K laptop, like but <laughs> close. Yep. Right. And I was like, oh, the they the grain was all there. Like oh, they did God. a really good job on the compression on that, where it didn't over like it, you could feel the the, the graininess right. of it. Right. And the contrast is beautiful. So the it's picture good looked movie. really good. Yep. Um. That movie is a little hokey. Oh, it's a it's a it's an old cheesy uh, yeah it's a you know, film noir right film noir, and I it's a it's a well made yeah. old school movie cool, yeah dude. before Kubrick is Kubrick yeah it's a classic film noir yeah yeah and it's funny because I was I was watching it it's like and I had I was like oh the killing I was like I think I've I've seen it and it's been so long it's like I didn't remember the, the story right right and I'm like all of it seemed familiar to me and it wasn't until the the very pinnacle last The classic scene. ending scene. The yeah. classic ending right. scene is like, Money, oh, of everything. course. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I remember this. Yeah. Like, that is the, like, because there's actually Suitcase better. in the wind. Yeah, the yeah. money in the wind and everything. Like, and, like, and the, the dog. Thing is, like, the yeah, dog. It was yeah. all about the dog. Yeah. And I was like, all oh, right, the dog. Yeah. Because when she was at the, the counter, it's like, oh, you could have seen your daddy. Yeah. 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 Like, Oh right! This now is how I this goes down. This goes That's right. Down. I, I think that if people enjoy the killing, uh, they should see a better Sterling Hayden f- uh, film noir. Is um, uh, John Huston's Concrete, Concrete uh, uh, Asphalt Jungle? Asphalt. Yeah. I was yep. going to say uh, Asphalt Jungle, which is absolutely, absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Doctor Strangelove. And uh, and then <laughs> yeah, and then Kubrick like just post Killing. What's the what is is Strangelove his next movie? No. Paths of Glory. Paths of Glory. That's it. That's the crossover. Right. Like, Paths of Glory is legit great filmmaking that still doesn't feel like Kubrick. It's not quite there. And then right. he does Spartacus. And then, then, and that gives him the money. And then he fucking is off to the races. Straight, yeah. So, but it's interesting to see over that uh, three film span, you see that guy like turn into, he's just like, he's just stuffing his money away. And he's like, I am going to become Stanley Kubrick in just, just a couple of years. You'll see. Yeah. Really, really something. All right, everybody. I think that is about that. We are ready to rock. Uh, if everyone wants to check us out, you can uh, find us on Twitter at Martini at Martini Giant. Yep, and on Instagram uh, at Martini underscore Giant. And don't forget to check out. We're going to be putting up a bunch of Eric's uh, excellent artwork. Yes. And you can finally, of course, talk to us on Facebook at uh, uh, Martini Giant. So Facebook.com slash Martini Giant. There it is. And please and write to us. if you would like to write to us, there's lots of places. Obviously, you can go to all those social media platforms. You can also email us at podcast at Martini Giant.com. Uh, we have actually have some really nice emails we've received from people. And I do try to respond to those, and I hopefully you do. The thing is, some people have made some great suggestions, uh, and we don't always follow through on them, and I apologize because, you know, 
it is our podcast. We'll do whatever. And the hell there's we a lot want. of drinking going on. There's so. a lot of drinking going on, but uh, but we we do really appreciate your suggestions. Just Absolutely. keep them coming. Keep yeah. them coming. Either way, we will we will do them. We're also uh, very we're point. very chatty on Twitter, so please feel oh, yeah, free yeah. to chat away. Twitter Twitter is. Uh, Definitely the platform that is uh, that is very chatty, uh, and we've got some really good uh, suggestions up there. Yeah, super fun. All right, that's about that, everybody. Thank you so Thank much, you. Eric, for bringing this. All right, you ready? Drink. Talk. Drink. Drink.